Ladies and gents, back at it again. We here, baby. Episode 25 down the studio. Me, Teddy, Marty Ice. We here. <laughs> Marty McFly, baby. Oh, man. We back. Yeah, you know, oh, man, I, I know I can't pick my own nickname, but I, Marty Ice is okay. Uh, Maddie McFly? I do like Maddie McFly. <laughs> I do like it. Uh, maybe I'll mix it in. Yeah, you there. can mix it in now and again. Yeah. Matty Ice isn't really applying. I've no. been okay. Uh, Matty Heat, obviously, I've never, I've never been hot in fantasy in my life. I uh, got lucky last year to win my championship. I had such a shitty record going into the playoffs. Um, so, like, the most fitting nickname up until now has been Matty Lukewarm. Matty Lukewarm. Yeah. Matty but- Bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> Matty Cup of Noodles. Matty Cup of Robin Noodles. Oh, baby. <laughs> Fuck, we're stoked to have the boys back. We got a great epi on yeah. deck for you. Yeah, we we switched things up. We you know like obviously we need to accommodate our our guests, and uh, we actually banked uh, our interview earlier mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, coming up later in the episode, so we know what's coming, and uh, it's gold, man. Oh, it's so good. The guy it's is so an, he's a natural. Yeah, he's he, a natural. He's he's really good. Uh, yeah, I'm just I think you guys are going to be in for a treat and. Uh, I expect a really good positive feedback from it. Absolutely. For sure. So, what do we got? Episode 25? Episode 25, the quarter century mark, which the is. Quarter <laughs> century. 25 eps yeah. of sitting on this couch with my boys. Yeah. Getting it done further. Talking about, you know, maybe improving the equipment, never doing it. No, never doing it. I, you know, like sitting next to, like this close to each other on the couch week after week. It would only make things weird if we were sitting here with headphones looking at each other. You know what I mean? It almost would. Yeah. I I think it would take away the natural feel of it. And, you know, we think we'd be in, like, fucking League of Legends or whatever the, the gaming league yeah, is. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a gamer. <laughs> Me but- neither, man. Okay, I went and bought a Slurpee over the summer from Max. And you know how they, like, sometimes you can't even pick. They just have, like, the collector cups that you have to fucking get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I picked one up, fill up my Slurpee. I look... It's a fucking dude from uh, the Vancouver, whatever they're called, the Orcas or whatever, the gaming team. It was like some... Oh, what? Like it's eSports? Yeah, stuff? it was like this dude with like, uh, you know, like this gamer wearing glasses, wearing his like t-shirt, and it's just like whatever his name is, like Chris Young or whatever, uh, League of Legends Vancouver player. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, That's- what? That blows me away that how, that's a thing. How does this guy get that recognition? That's ridiculous. You know what I feel like if if we were to like be playing toss, like we were be playing like tossing a football around with these guys at like one Madden, the tournament. <laughs> I feel like it'd be like Hans Moleman when he gets it in the nuts. You know what I mean? Like that's what I feel. And and it it bugs me because when I try and play video games, like I don't think I'm a very athletic guy. I think I'm good at a few different things, but not really, really good at at specifically one thing. But I know one thing I'm really bad at, and that's video games. (laughs) I cannot figure it out. Like, the last time I played, I legit thought that my controller wasn't plugged in. Like, I was... uh, And they're wireless. Yeah. (laughs) So, I was fucking struggling. And I don't know, man. It blows me away that these guys are making fucking millions and millions of dollars for doing... Not that much. Like, yeah. they're not putting their bodies on the line. They're not having crazy athletic feats. No, I, I think... It we were, drives me wild. We were chatting about this. Okay, before we move on. 
all all games? Like, are you bad at like like Tetris, like the classics? Like, oh are no, you okay no, no, at those ones. Yeah, simple Street Fighter arcade, two red button, blue button. Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> at, at those. But like, right? When I got so many buttons underneath my fingers, man, R one, R two, L one, L two. I can't, I can't understand. What do you mean? I have stuff. two joysticks. Yeah, man. I want but a, I want a, just a D pad. You know what <laughs> game I was fucking real good at, man? The first fight night. Mm. Oh, that was a good game. Great oh, yeah. game. Oh. I was good at that one. But and like Tiger Woods 2004, like I was good at those Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah. N64 shit, but like anything after that, like oh man, I'm Right. Cuz I turned into an adult and I stopped playing video games. I <laughs> I still play sometimes. Uh but mainly I use my uh, system to stream to zone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and watch much, football. Pretty much. Um but yeah, I think we were chatting about this at at hockey um having a parking lot beer. That fucking guy uh Ninja Oh, he makes Ninja. crazy money. And he only plays Fortnite. I know. Crazy amounts of money. And, like, he's showing up on the sidelines of, like, the Detroit Lions game, wearing a Barry Sanders jersey. He's getting a shout-out on Twitter from Barry Sanders. All the Lions players know who this guy is. It's weird. Weird. Yeah, super very, weird. Very strange. But it'd be like if, uh, if like, a, like, a prominent disc golf player... Uh, just like elevated himself to this status where it was just like, yeah, I walk the red carpet because I can, you know, disc golf is a way fucking harder sport than playing video games. I tell you that much. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's an athletic endeavor. Exactly. (laughs) Should we get to the pod? Yeah. Okay. Well, who's your episode though? 25. We're still not 25. I was going to let you go first. Sure. Okay. Uh, it, it, there's not a lot Some of uh, yeah, not a lot of twenty five. So I went with um, episode Jamal Charles of the BFB, mm. uh, Kansas City running back back in the day. For a while there, he was he the was best, he best was at what he did fantasy wise, uh, real real football wise. Yeah, and not not much to like. The guy was quiet. He went about his business, did his yeah, job, came and, in, did his work, and yeah, left. Yeah, kind of kind of ended sourly for him. I think he ended in uh, Denver. He did, but he was injury plagued at the end of his career. yeah he, yeah, and he was older, and he's just look he's just looking for a place to get revenge on uh, on, on his old team, right? Who you got? <laughs> it's kind of a homer pick, mm. and it's not even football related. Oh, okay, so okay, we're expanding the breadth. Oh, is it yourself? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> For episode 25, I picked B. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. I, I picked Gord. You know, the I would say the 40% of the BFB. I got to say Maddie does a little bit more work than I do. I'll be happy to admit it. Different Matt, kinds of work, yeah, right? Yeah, different kinds yeah. of work. But I wear 25 for the Cougar Collision Flyers and... Uh, I thought I thought Maddie would get a laugh when I said that. <laughs> yeah, one, so. you know I do. I do like that. <laughs> uh, quick note on the Flyers: uh, just circumstances and guys missing and stuff. Gord's actually played forward. I think two out of the last three games, or two of the last two. Yeah, I've played more games forward than I have defense. Yeah, and you know what? Like it's it's hasn't been bad. I, I no. have to say, like you look you look 
comfortable. You don't look like you're uh, you're struggling up there. It uh, it took a couple games though. Mm-hmm. Like my first game this year when I played forward man, like I think I touched the puck twice. Yeah, I was fucking just skating around. Yeah, but that's you know what? that's one of the perks too. <sighs> Way more skating on forward. <sighs> Literally, Gord's so tired at, uh, during uh, and after his shift, and usually by the time his next shift comes up. That he's too tired to lift his arms uh, to his chest level and slash a guy across <laughs> across the hip or cross-check a guy in the small it's of the true, back. It's true. I've been staying out of the box. Yeah, so Ford's kept you disciplined, which yeah, is nice. And actually, like last it. game, lots of chances. I know. Lots I of just chances couldn't ferry, man. Just Might have been the fact that you showed up to the game without a stick. Yeah, I had to use Matty's <laughs> stick. <laughs> you uh, know? Mine was in my girl's truck, and I, uh, I mean, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. What what way do you shoot? Doesn't matter. Do you have one? <laughs> oh, oh shit. man. Uh, well, we should also acknowledge that we are recording this on Halloween. Yeah, trick or treat. Yeah, trick or treat for sure. Uh, did not get the turnout I'm used to at my place. Last year I had like 45 kids. I didn't have any kids. Yeah, not t- a single one. Today I had 14. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, which. I- is- it kind of sucks because I'm going to eat all that leftover. Oh, I know, man. I have so much. We we kind of live, like, uh, I kind of live down at the very bottom of a mm-hmm. hill, kind of on a dead end. So, I mean, not many kids are going down there anyway. Yeah, you're sacrificing a lot of time to do yeah, that, that so, small loop. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't yeah. bother me. Um, but when I lived in my old place on the north side, fuck, man, there was lots of kids, like... We ran out of candy multiple years. Mm. So, but Just, you know what? It's a little different. I didn't see one when I was driving around, like driving home from work and stuff. I didn't see one kid with a pillowcase. No, man. I it, I got a lot of little, little guys, mm-hmm. um, you know, either holding their parents' hand or being held by their parents. And then a couple teenagers that wore hoodies. Yeah. And like, I mean, fuck it. If you're putting the effort in to get free candy, I'm not going to discriminate. No, I'll give, I'll give you the same handful I give to a seven, eight year old. Why know? not? Why not? It don't matter to me. But, uh, so that brings us to our sponsor this well, week. Well, just quickly, the oh. other 25s we could, we could have gone oh, with. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Not, not an illustrious group, but there's some, there's some gems in here. Uh, Giovanni Bernard. Ooh. Uh, Fred Bolitnikoff, who, uh, played for Oakland back in the day. And actually has a college football award uh, named after him. It goes to the most outstanding wide receiver. Uh, Reggie Bush, uh, Saints edition, when he broke in with uh, Ditka wearing the the dreadlock uh, wig. Uh, Ryan Clark, longtime Pittsburgh Steeler, uh, also Washington Redskin. Charlie Garner, running back. Xavier Howard in Miami. Uh, kind of a throwback. I forgot about this guy when I when I read about him. Dorsey Levens. Mm. Uh, running back for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, a guy who we thought might be on the move uh, with this upcoming trade deadline, Chris Harris Jr. in Denver. And then, of course, uh, at cut on dime since himself, LaShawn Shady McCoy. Oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, baby. Shady. Okay, Gord, who's the sponsor? Oh, man. <laughs> the sponsor, this one, uh, really takes it back. I It makes me think, you know, I'm getting a little deep here. It makes me think of my late... Scottish grandmother, mm. bless her goddamn soul. She always had Werther's Originals at the house, man. Yeah. So our our sponsor this week is Werther's Originals. Um, it's it's Halloween time, and that's not something you want to get near candy. Bag. <laughs> no, but the forgotten Halloween candy. Yeah. <laughs> so my grandmother, uh, she was Scottish. She was born in Scotland. So was my dad. So it's big toffee country mm-hmm. there, man. Right. And, yeah. And so anytime she went back to Scotland. She always brought me this like 
I don't know, Scottish toffee bar. And I was like, oh, man, like, yeah. thanks, Grandma. But yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. At the time, you're like, okay. But, like, you know, looking back on it, you know, those are the things you remember, right? Yeah. And you know what? Funny that toffee was always at her house. I've never had a cavity. Really? Not one. Man, I had my first one when I was 27 years old. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It crushed me, actually. I, was, I, it was, I wore that as a badge of pride, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I got my first filling at 27. So that's, um, a, that's a sponsor. Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely not uh, confined to just uh, Scottish Scottish grandmothers. Uh, my French-Canadian grandmother uh, does the same still to loves this day. It. Yeah, loves them. Loves them. She doesn't have like uh, frozen maple syrup or something like that? <sighs> oh, yeah. Well, actually, uh, that's called tear. Oh. Which in French means pull. So you would you oh. uh, like uh, at the traditional like cabana sucre, uh you you put the the maple syrup on snow actually and it hardens it up and you when it gets to it a certain uh, yeah a consistency you roll up with a popsicle stick and Bob's your uncle and uh, there you go yeah there you go pourquoi yeah <laughs> bienvenue <laughs> what does pourquoi mean why why oh. <laughs> I, I'm happy. Glo- you, usually, global you just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. World, world uh, globe trotter. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Worldwide. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I'm glad. Usually, people just say Pomplamoose or oh. Bibliotheque. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that a library? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Pomplamoose is grapefruit. I know. Yeah. I know Pomplamoose. I like okay. the socials. Oh. oh yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> text and answer. Uh, a few questions came in this week. Uh, the first one comes in from our commissioner. Mm, good uh, Kel. Good Kel. From the Bayou City, I found out is the nickname of Houston today. Really? The Bayou? It's the, on Bayou the Bayou City. It's because it has 10, 10 or 11 different waterways uh, intersecting around the city itself. Crazy. Yeah. Anyways, uh, his is like a 15-parter. So I'm just going to read it all and Ooh. hopefully we address <laughs> everything this guy brought, brings up. So he says, since we introduced trading draft picks in the N40L, do you think we've seen a year-on-year drop in high-end draft picks being traded? If so, why do you think this is the case? Are GMs slowly discovering how valuable their high-end picks are? Is it GMs becoming ever fearful of handicapping their teams the following year and risk putting themselves in contention for the Gregor Bowl? Or is it something else? Also, last question, does the Triple F, the Flyers League, allow trading draft picks? Commissioner Greg Kell in Houston. Great question. Yeah, real nice. I think I'm uh I think I'm a pretty good guy to answer this one. Yeah. Yeah, you because, came to the right place. Because I have uh traded a few big ones away. Mm-hmm. And uh it honestly does fuck you, man. Like it really does. Like the one year I didn't have a first or a second. Yeah. And like... And took Rodgers in the third round. <laughs> I, I was in panic mode. I had, I didn't know what to do. And, and it, it We really, had been drinking all afternoon too. So yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Might have modified things. Um, it does. It, it really does handicap you. And, and you know, like last year I made a trade uh, third for a fifth, which isn't as bad. Right, mm-hmm. but again, you know, uh, it's you're you're missing out on guys up early, and uh, I I think guys are scared to to do it more. 
Yeah. Uh, and rightfully so. I think I think you only take that plunge if you really feel good about your team going into it. And even then, fantasy is such a fucking crapshoot. Who knows what's going to happen? Absolutely. I mean, uh, one of the biggest examples, and the guy does it continuously, is uh, the rock pile rascal, John. Oh, yeah. He's always hunting. He's always hunting. He's always trading picks. And I don't know. I feel like, yeah, you're behind the eight ball for sure. So if you're, do- if you're doing it, you're doing it because uh, you've, you have a real good... Mode. Either you're in panic mode or you're feeling real good about... And uh, that's and and that's what I did that year when I traded my first and second. I was like, fuck. I was on a fucking streak. I went 0-4, and, and then I had one out. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That and, was, that's wild that and, you won out. So that's, I, that's crazy. Like, looking it, back on it now... It quietly kind of is. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of luck involved. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I don't think guys are as... Uh, chomping at the bit to do it anymore no yeah obviously experience is is a factor as well but yeah the threat of punishment or even just being in the b pool is mm-hmm. is a big deterrent itself uh yeah and the the triple f does allow trading draft picks as well yeah i i can't remember if it was i think it was johnny in the triple f or johnny in the in the n40l recently tossed it out there he, he said i'm willing to trade my first for a proven running back our, our wide receiver. I thought that was John from the Rock Pile who said he'll trade his first for a wide receiver and a running back. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so... I old, think so. I'd have habits to take, die hard, yeah, I guess. Yeah, habits die hard. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I'd have to take a look, but I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Do you have a... Do you, have a, do you want to get to your question now, or do you want to go... No, with, we'll save that. Okay, let's go to the Flatlands. Yeah, let's our, go to the, let's go to the prairies. Yeah, our boy, uh, our boy, uh, Big Dick Nick, uh, the Regina Vagina. I actually have a question for Big Dick Nick. Okay, so now that he's in full Prairie Town, I don't know what Nick's taste in music was before, but does it automa- automatically make you a country guy if you live <laughs> in the farmland? Like, I fucking love country, and. I, I think it might. I'm going to ask him that question. You know what, Nick? You text us back and let us know. Yeah, let us know for sure. I know for sure uh, huge Zeppelin guy. Mm. Uh, classic rock for sure. So, yeah, who knows? Uh, I do I do know that him and his uh, his wife uh, went to the Heritage Classic oh, sick. Uh, this past weekend That'd between be awesome. uh, Winnipeg and Calgary. Yeah, so that, that's just a, a real neat experience. Yeah. Uh, and obviously football podcast, but by all accounts... The ice was phenomenal <laughs> for the Jets and the Flames. Oh, like all, I didn't even watch the game to be honest. Uh, I was a bit of a snoozer. I caught, I watched the first period and then I I just switched Ooh. it off. But yeah, they even like it was snowing throughout the whole game. But the guys still came off raving, saying that was some of the best ice I've ever played on. Hmm. Um, and I think the neat thing it. the neat thing about that is it brought a little um, recognition to the CFL. Because mm-hmm. a lot of American fans were like, okay, they're playing in Saskatchewan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what stadium is that? What the hell is it for? And, yeah. like, the new Mosaic Stadium is... is it's pretty nice, It's pretty mint. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's real nice. Anyways, uh, Nikki writes in, and uh, I, I think this was more directed uh, to me. Uh, but he said, after another outburst at a press conference and a forgettable year so far on the field, do you believe Baker Mayfield is truly the future quarterback of the Browns? Or does he lack the ability on the field as well as the professionalism required off of it? Um, 
the short answer is yes, I do believe so. Uh, and I think you just need to look at uh, a guy like Jared Goff, who yeah. who struggled early. In his, in his sophomore year. Exactly. He, yeah, he showed some struggles. And yeah, I mean, like, it. obviously Goff is much more mild-mannered than, than Baker and not as uh, hot-tempered. Um, so I do, I do think he's the quarterback of the future. I, I, I don't like, and I think I've said it before. It seems like he, he searches for the confrontation and he Mm. looks for, uh, almost stories to develop. Um, and we, we talked about it early. I don't really want to beat it too hard. I actually, as a Browns fan, I don't think this is too big of a deal. And, uh, I'll play the, the clip if, if you haven't heard it. But then uh, I'll give you my reasons why. And a lot of it has to do with uh, the guy who actually asked the question to Baker. The clock's still running. No, 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 stop saying but. I just told you the clock was running and we had a penalty. You want to give them the ball back? No, you don't play. You don't know it. It's just plain and simple. Were you happy with the draw? Was I happy with the draw? No, we didn't score points. That's the dumbest question you could ask. What? And then he proceeded to, uh, to walk away. Well, uh, after after he had uh, done that, uh, it was kind of left in limbo. The, the The reporter in question, his name's uh, Tony Grossi, um, and he's really kind of loathed by players in Cleveland as well as um, as well as the uh, the fans. Uh, not really, not really a stand up guy. But Baker tweeted out afterwards. He said, "Everybody wants to hear the truth until they actually get it." I am who I am, and I always have been. Don't call it emotional when it's convenient, and then passion when it fits. I care about winning, so yeah, I'm frustrated. If I was to act like it's okay to lose, then y'all would say that I have, I've gotten complacent. My sense of urgency is at an all-time high, and if I offend anybody along the way, that's too bad. Well, diving a little bit deeper into this, this isn't the first issue that Grossi and Mayfield have had uh, between each other, and it started before Mayfield was even drafted. Uh, Grossi was a huge proponent of Sam Darnold. He pushed him the entire way leading up to the draft uh, and basically called Baker a prima donna uh, high-maintenance quarterback. Um, so, like, leading into these conversations, uh, Grossi just wasn't prepared to move along. He repeatedly suggested that Darnold should be number one, like I said, and he even went so far as to say Josh Rosen and Josh Allen should should have been drafted ahead of him as well. Um the, the slights didn't really stop there. Uh, he, he's quoted as coming out and saying, Baker May- and this is all before he's on the team, Baker Mayfield was put on this planet to sucker the Browns, and he, will not, and he wouldn't stop comparing Manziel and Mayfield looking, uh, up, up, uh, going up to the draft. Um, it's just, like, obviously Baker carries a, a chip, but, like, I don't know, Grossi, it, it just seemed like it was he's, more... He's pushing buttons. Yeah, he's pushing buttons. He's looking for clicks, and it, he kind of took it from a professional point, I feel, to personal. Now, does Baker need to respond to that stuff? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's below him, and he's feeding into <coughs> what he's looking for. The guy wants a controversy. He wants an, an issue, obviously, because then people read and yeah. want to know his thoughts. Yeah. So, you know, whatever it is. Um, it didn't... Uh, there was a, one more thing I wanted to say. So Baker came out, he said, uh, he accused Grossi of trying to get me to say something um, when, he, when at a, another press conference in 2018. And less than a month later, Mayfield again said, uh, anything that Grossi said shouldn't be considered truthful. 
especially after the reporter slighted Kyler Murray, uh, who was playing at Oklahoma uh, Mayfield's previous school before he became a pro. He was again comparing Murray to Manziel um, and just didn't really back off the, the same comparison with, uh, with Mayfield. So this is a guy, Grossi was, has, was fired uh, from his one position at the Plain Dealer in, in Cleveland, uh, I think 2008, when he criticized uh, the, the owner at the time, Randy Lerner. And like, it, was, it was not that he criticized him, it was like the language that he used. He was, he was just like, it, he made it personal. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, Grossi, I would take it with a grain of salt. I don't think it's a huge uh, story, really. I think it, it, he's looking for the clicks, obviously. Um, so that, that's kind of where I stand. I think Baker has to not grow up, but rein it in mm-hmm. and pick and choose when he, when he uh, chooses to get into these battles. Because if you look at it, his history, it's now there's Grossi, there's Colin Coward. There's, there's a few along the way. And it's just like, dude, you're, you're a better player than what you've shown. You know that. I think most fans know that. I'm not ready to get off the Mayfield bus. I've seen, I, I'm on it. Yeah. And I've, I've seen the quarterback carousel that, that, and the shit show that Cleveland was before. And maybe it's just me trying to put too much hope into it, but I just, I, there's something different about Mayfield. Yeah. He just has to put it all together. And I don't know. Is it coaching? Is it, is it the play calling? Who knows? I don't know. You give him a solid O line. Who knows what happens? So yeah, he he's my guy. I'm riding with him till till the end for sure. So it's funny we haven't ha- well actually we had a an OJ sighting on the pod <laughs> a few weeks ago. But I watched a video on Barstool and I wish I had the the clip just focused when he's talking about Baker Mayfield. But he says uh, you don't get into a battle with a writer that has a barrel full of ink. Yeah, and. And it's come from O.J. Simpson. And, <laughs> and he says, look at the way Belichick answers questions. He doesn't like a question. He says, next question. Uh-huh. And he said, you know, obviously he, you know, thinks that Baker has a passion. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, he straight up said, you don't got to... You don't got to get to that level because it makes you look bad. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. And it's funny because it's OJ, <laughs> yeah. right? But so if you go on Barstool, he's, you can look at uh, the post is right there. He's wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. Check it out. You guys can yeah. do that on life, your leisure. Life advice from Juice. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what he needs. But, but yeah, yeah, it's true. He'll learn that. I think it's just a. Uh, another, he'll come around, man. Yeah. you know what? It's good. To, it's good to have the passion, right? So I don't think you, you're going to take that away from him. You uh-huh. need that on your team. You need that yeah. guy to be a leader. I think he's just got to approach his uh, situations a little better. Yeah, and I think my my biggest con- concern is if it keeps up, is it's not just the reporters that are feeling this. It's other players in the league. Yeah, and and I think more importantly, other players in the locker room. Yeah, exactly. That's the most important. Yeah, you're Those the, guys got to be behind you. Yeah, exactly. And if they, if, yeah, it's true. And you got to earn it. Nothing's yeah. given in the, in yeah, uh, the NFL. Absolutely. So, Good question. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Uh, third question coming to us from Roboito in the QMP. Uh, last week's guest keeps it light and breezy. He says, thoughts on team names. What's the best or worst names you've uh, heard so far this season? And what are your thoughts on mid-season name changes? Uh, well, 
One of the worst names going right now is mine in the in the Triple FL, the North Saskatchewan River Snakes. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, <laughs> but it's bad. Um, Fucking NSRS, baby. <laughs> have I considered uh, a mid-season name change? Yes, every single week. Am I going to do it? I can't say I won't. <laughs> I can't say I won't. But I don't know. I'm down. I'm down. You know what? You want to make a change halfway through the season? Fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also like um, me and Gavin from St. Albert have a little bet going right now in our league. If Because uh, we have one guy in the league. His name is The Computer. And he thinks he's so fucking smart. That's why his name is The Computer. Yeah. That's an interesting angle to take. It's not that you auto-drafted. It's just you... Th- you think you're better than everybody yeah. else. Okay. So I was talking Ballsy. about it. I was talking about it with the computer and I said, Yeah, right, but you're more like the fucking radio, right? Like <laughs> Cuba Goody Jr. in the movie Radio, Ooh. right? And so now Gavin and I have bet we play in like week ten or something like that. Yeah. Whoever loses has to change their name to the radios. And <laughs> and my name in that league is one of the best, and I have to say Maddie helped me pick it out, but it's the River Valley Rails. Yeah. And so I'm going to have to be the River Valley Radios <laughs> if I lose. So. Yeah, big train guy. Yeah, big, big train guy. Big into locomotives. Yeah, uh, it, same thing for me. Like, if you're doing a mid-season name change, it's usually because your team name isn't very good to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've gotten no issue with it. So just do it! Just do it! Do it! Just do it! Just do it! Nothing wrong with it, right? Oh my god. Um, in terms of... you work in overtime. (laughs) In terms of, uh... Uh, name change names that I like this year. I have to say, like I was, I was iffy on it at the beginning. Uh, in the N40L, we got Nigel, who's been on a rotational name change each week, just kind of sliding the guy he's playing. He's playing not, uh, Gord Wait. this week, and his team name is White Tight Ends Win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty funny. There you go. Um, Starting I, a black one. I do. <laughs> okay. I do like the Downtown Degenerates for uh, show life. Yeah. Uh, it fits really well. And then in the, the Triple FL, uh, a name I, I think that was quite a, a subtle little one was uh, Conservative Kessie with 4th and 20. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah, I don't mind that. I, I liked uh, Downtown and Z-Boys too because mm-hmm. Robbie lives downtown. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. Johnny flick. Schmiller's team, great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, old oh, t- what? <laughs> Don't try to sneak that in there. Johnny Sh- Johnny has consistently the shittiest names. He does, and except it, for Valley View Vices. Yeah, which which he is didn't one of the best. Yeah, and he didn't think of. So <laughs> <laughs> no, don't sneak that in. Uh, Old Town Tokes, that's a great one. Dribble Brosing, he doesn't even care about the league. Doesn't matter. Kenny Banya's that one's funny. It's Gold Jerry. Mm-hmm. Um, Nine Rivers and Counting. That one's pretty funny because he does have nine kids. Yeah. Uh, Summerside Swan's fucking terrible. Brutal. NSRS. Brutal. Mm-hmm. Meat Beaters is quietly decent. Yeah, Meat Beaters. Shared team, one guy. And the Trouser Snakes is good, too. Yeah, yeah Trouser Snakes works because the two guys are hung. Got wrenches. <laughs> and yeah, the Meat Beaters. One guy is a big, uh, big smoker barbecuist. Mm-hmm. Tones Barbecue. And the other guy just... 
enjoys a good wank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one more question. Okay, let's do it. This one comes in from the Yeti. Ooh. We haven't talked to him in a bit. He's been busy. It's a real busy time for Yeti and the Black Bear right now. Oh, yeah. Black Bear's got to hibernate soon. Prepping for winter. And they got to gather. They're foraging. Yeah. Um, so they're busy. But you know what? He, he writes in. Um, I saw him walking the dogs. I said, what's up? Uh, he says, well, boys, enjoying Halloween? The Black Bear and I had a few trick-or-treaters. We gave them a lovely mixture of twigs, berries, and coyote droppings. And a, probably ate a couple of them, too. A delicacy in <laughs> Rundle Park. I've been watching the N40L closely and saw a big change happen in my buddy Gord's team. Now, Matt, after that trade, the Yeti wants to know, do you think anyone can stop the hard hats? Oh, my God. <laughs> Is Gord maybe the greatest owner ever? <laughs> Oh my god. Sincerely. Oh. The Rundle Park Yeti. Wow. The guy the guy places in the A pool for the first time all season and holy shit, he becomes god. Oh my god. Okay. Um Well, Yeti, if you want to know how good Gord's team is, you you just need to hang out with Gord and he'll tell you. He's running into a fucking buzzsaw this week. Oh, buddy, he's going to feel the pain of a juggernaut this week. Oh, buddy, we're climbing the ladder. We're going to the A-pool. It's guaranteed. Book it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Gord, Gord's confident. Uh, I, you know what? I honestly, uh, you know what? I mean, the Eddie's just looking at it from an outsider's view. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Completely impartial party. Totally. Yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, yeah, he's just a big fan. Of, he just wanted to know what you thought. Yeah, well, you know what? I have to say, like, any time uh, that – and it, it constantly shifts. It, you know, we know running back is such an important position in fantasy. And then you get those every year. You get those people that say, no, 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 like, focus on wide receivers, focus on wide receivers. Well, you get to week – uh, seven, eight, nine, and that's when guys are looking at their their rosters and going, okay, like, yeah, I got good wide receivers, but like my my top running back is you need him is you know Philip Lindsay, and then my my backup Sony Michelle, and you're you're thinking, fuck, mm-hmm. I'm screwed. So yeah, whenever you can make an addition to your team where um, your backfield has Dalvin Cook and Saquon Barkley. Uh, yeah, big, big upgrade. And then Philip Lindsay slides into the flex. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Gord's, Gord, you're looking good for sure. I think you got a, that was a nice trade for you as we, as you'll, uh, our listeners will hear when they, mm-hmm. uh, they hear our interview with Feldy. There is pros to both sides for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, I think, it, I think it really is going to help push you as much as it pains me to, to give you the tire pump. Uh, had barely fit through the door tonight when you walked in. Who, who knows? You might be sleeping over. <laughs> I don't control these questions. You know, like I. Well, just, I know. I'm just saying. Like you, you're already a confident guy. You already, you know, you already got a lot of faith in those HHs. So, oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, what yeah. I, it's it's a it's a your team's looking good. I just thought it was funny for sure. Uh, you know what? Thanks, Yeti. Yeah, no problem. Um. Well, uh, with, along? yeah, without further ado, uh, I think, uh, our listeners are really going to enjoy this. Uh, oh no, I thought we were hitting around the NFL first. Oh yeah. Oh, we totally missed the segment. Oh, can't lose segments. We've already lost, we've, <laughs> we've already, already lost, lost a couple up. for today. Uh, yeah, I don't need to lose this one. 
Fuck me. But okay. I have to say, we are going to try and keep this one nice and tight for the boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, but right now, we got to hit around the NFL. Yeah, let's do it. Spark it up. I think uh, biggest news uh, this week uh, was the trade deadline that came uh, with a lot of speculation and left with a whimper. In uh, like a lion, out like a yeah, lamb, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, it's not to discredit the the trades that were made beforehand in the two weeks leading up to it, but if you look at uh, all the buildup that was coming into it, it turned into nothing really. Uh, we saw one trade happen. Aqib Talib was done dirty by the Rams in a salary dump move. And sent to purgatory. In... I wouldn't even be that mad getting traded to Miami, man. You're living in Miami. Yeah, that's true. You, I mean, the team you're play, if you if you're if you're motivated by winning, and you you know it well, sucks in that respect. Yeah, but if but if you're like, who knows? Maybe Talib's like he's got his ring, man. I've got yeah, he's got his money, he's got his rings. Yeah, maybe he's, he's got like his chains. Yeah, <laughs> lots. Of but them. like, man, living in Florida, I'm pretty sure it's low tax. Like. Shit like that, man. Athletes think about that stuff, oh, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah, for sure. So I don't know. Man. It's Fuck, a factor. I wouldn't even be that mad riding around jet skis and shit. <laughs> but yeah, holding the fin of a dolphin, yeah. getting them to push your feet. <laughs> I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they did do them dirty a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <coughs> way she goes, I suppose. Yeah. Um, leading up to the the trade deadline. Oops. No, oh. baby. Uh, leading up to the trade deadline, some of the rumored uh, trades and players available uh, are quite significant, actually. Uh, Devonta Freeman, uh, I guess Atlanta and Detroit had had talks about about potentially moving him there. Um, Trent Williams, it, it came out today that uh, obviously he's got he's filing a lot of injury grievances with the Redskins over the way uh, an injury was handled, but we didn't really have a lot of clarity as to what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they said it was nothing minor. It was a little growth on his neck or his head, something like that. Head, yeah. And they said, yeah, nothing minor, nothing minor, and it ends up being cancer. Yeah. That's not okay, man. No, it isn't. And they, and he said it's been there uh, for the last six seasons. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, so you can tell why he's why he's upset. Obviously, fucking so. it's a really poorly run organization to begin with, and mm-hmm. then you toss that in. For a guy of his caliber and his uh, talent... Yeah, it yeah. makes sense for him to Disgusting. be like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Uh, so that that didn't go down. Uh, AJ Green, there were rumors of him being shipped. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. And then uh, a couple of Jets, uh, which uh, were a bit surprising. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing about Bell. Guys are knocking on the door, mm-hmm. right? Guys are always knocking on doors. But Bell did come out and say after, he said, even after all these rumors, I want people to know I want to be a Jet. And he says, I want to be here in New York. You guys need to be patient with us and let us turn this thing around. But teams are knocking. Yeah. Texans, Green Bay, Chiefs, and his former team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I found that super surprising. Knocking on the door. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. But, I mean, maybe the Jets... Obviously, why would you not want to keep a guy like Le'Veon Bell? Um, but I guess the price was too high, what they were asking. Yeah. And, and Le'Veon straight up said he's not taking a pay cut. Yeah. He just sat a fucking year. Yeah, exactly. That's so, what I worked for. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought that was pretty crazy. And obviously, the, uh, you know, the big defensive guy. Your yeah. Boy. 
Yeah, uh, Jamal. Jamal. Jamal Adams. Well, just quickly before we talk about Jamal with Le'Veon, um, he, uh, he, I think he was signed by the pre... The Jets are so dumb. They, they allowed their GM to run through free agency mm-hmm. and maybe the draft and then fired him. Yeah. Or it was free agency, fired him, then the draft. One of the two. But Adam Gase I apparently never wanted Le'Veon Bell, never wanted a, that money tied up in that position. And the GM was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm running the show. Here you go." And now they're and now he's gone, and they're they're saddled with. And you know what? That shows in the way they use him, mm-hmm. the way they try to run their offense. Yeah, he should be getting fucking thirty touches a game. Well, I think the thing is they're so porous on their O line that even if they did give him thirty touches a game, he's he's getting he's getting hit either at the line or behind it. Yeah, and there he doesn't have that that two seconds that yeah. he did in Pittsburgh that made him so good. Yeah, the the to allow his patience to... He was to, so patient. Yeah, yeah, so his vision's definitely getting affected. Um, but yeah, and then uh, shock, uh, I found this shocking. Jamal Adams being uh, Crazy. put out there. And he was pissed, and he should be pissed. He's, he's one of the premier young defensive players coming up in the league. I think every team in the league would want a Jamal Adams uh, covering their covering their secondary, and he was quoted as saying this. He said, "The Rams don't take calls on Aaron Donald. The Patriots don't take calls on Tom Brady. I hold myself in high regard. That's how I look at myself." And it kind of does put it in perspective. If you look at that Jets roster, they backed up the Brink truck for truck uh, for C.J. Mosley. They did it for Le'Veon Bell, and they've got Jamal Adams still on his rookie deal, but. Do they not value him the way the way that he should be? I, I don't know. It it didn't make didn't make a lot of sense to me that one. And how is he going to stay there and be happy knowing all that shit? You know. Yeah, I agree. You know what? I'm finding uh, I'm finding a juice clip here. <laughs> oh really? We're committing to OJ that that much, eh? Right here. Jamal, I know you're a little disappointed. Uh, they told you you were the cornerstone and all of that, but you got to understand, um, Johnny Unitas, Joe Namath, um, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Joe Montana, all of those guys were cornerstones. The facts are, management is going to do what's best for the, for them. You know what I mean? No matter what they say for you. It didn't sound like the Jets were trying to, you know, fish you out there. They weren't using you for bait. They were just listening to what people have to say. But I like what you said. You're going to play hard for them, and guess what? Unlike when I played, you got something in your favor. Free agency. So maybe one day you'll be able to play for that team that you grew up cheering for. The other guy is Baker Mayfield. Here's the Baker, now, Baker clip. Fellow Iceman winner, you've dealt with the press. You know better. You know that guy did not ask you that question for an answer. He asked you that question for a reaction, and you gave him the reaction. Uh, when I was at USC, they told me, you can never win an argument with someone who buys his ink by the barrel. That's the same. Oh, you can't win an argument with these guys. Take a page from Bill Belichick when it comes to the media. When they ask a question you don't like, stay on to the next question. Uh, I'm on to the next question. On to the next question. Um, I'm just saying, buddy. Everything's going to work out for you. It did for me. I had those first three years. These guys would ask me, why are you started stepping? Why are you not hitting a hole? Uh, and I'm thinking, what hole? But I couldn't say that. They say I was uh, criticizing my linemen. My point is, move on. Just don't answer the question. Take care. Happy Halloween. 
Yeah. Man. Yeah, he, he, I hate to say it, but he does raise he hits, a, a lot of good he points. He hits the fucking nail on the head. Yeah, that's true. And just a uh, quick, quick one on Belichick. He doesn't have to say how he's feeling. He says it with his facial expressions. You know, you know he's pissed off with a question. He'll give you that side eye, stare at you a bit, and then just say whatever. We're on to Cincinnati or where, wherever the next we're on game to is. Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of a droid, but whatever. <laughs> like he, 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 he's not going to stoop that to that level. My, uh, my very first girlfriend in high school. She had obviously watched Curb. Oh yeah, enthusiasm. Yeah. Okay, so I think of this like when I see. So she had a poster. The many faces of Larry David, and it's like all just the same face. And it's like a whole, whole grid of just the same picture. That's how I picture Belichick. Yeah, it'd be like oh, the many sure. faces of Bill Belichick, and it'd just be all the same. Yeah, sitting in his hoodie, hood on. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple quick ones before before we move along and toss it over to our interview. Um, this is this guy. You might be seeing him in the future in the NFL, uh, but he's gone viral for his name. He just committed to LSU, the Tigers, uh, and is a, f- a five-star wide receiver mm-hmm. recruit. Uh, there were rumors about his middle name. We can confirm that those are not true, but his name is DeColdest Crawford. <laughs> D-E apostrophe coldest. Wild. <laughs> so they were saying that his middle name was uh, To Eva Do It. <laughs> The coldest to ever do it, Crawford, but it's actually Juan. Oh, like <laughs> J U A N. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah. But you know, whatever. He's already got his nickname ready to go if he does make it to the show. The coldest, the coldest. Um, shit. Well, one more thing. Oh, the bet that Gord and I established last uh, episode still on. Is still on. Niners and Pats remain defeated. In fact. Uh, the the Niners won tonight in the Thursday nighter, uh, putting the pressure on Gord and the New England Patriots to keep Baltimore. it up this week against First Baltimore, yeah. which could be a, a game they lose. Yeah, a trap game, baby. Yeah, yeah. So, well, we'll so see. who knows? If if either way, no matter who they lose to, uh, Belly ain't gonna be happy. You know. How dare you! Uh. How dare you! Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Well, without further ado, uh, enjoy this interview. It was yeah. A, it was yeah, a pleasure good. talking to him. And, yeah. That's it. We'll cut right in, and then we'll see you guys in a little bit. Woo! Oh, baby. Oh, baby. For the first time. In BFB history, we have a returning guest to the pod and the first guest of the N40Ls this season. We are calling all the way in from the great nation's capital. We have a man who carries around a big brass set of balls, the Cowtown Killer himself, and the most important Matt in the N40L, Feldy, a.k.a. Matthew Feldman. Feldy! <laughs> Welcome back, man. Oh, baby. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I'm, I'm honored. Um, I'm, I'm humbled, and uh, I'm strangely aroused. <laughs> <laughs> man, we are happy to have you. We are happy to have you. It's an unprecedented work by Teddy this week. I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna let the boys know we had to splice this one in. Yeah. Time difference, time zone, things, you know, but. Uh, 
We're making it work, man. Teddy's working overtime. Yeah. At the Boys end. are working overtime. I, I appreciate it. You're accommodating me. Um, you know, I don't want to be staying up too far past midnight. And, and uh, I got a kid now, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Dad life, man. Dad life. Dad life. But it doesn't stop yeah. you fr- from uh, hitting it hard on the volleyball court, hey? No. No. <laughs> I'm always hitting those balls. <laughs> oh man should we uh should we jump into it yeah well just a little quick uh aside i the other day i was i was for some reason i was on the hen day i had to go somewhere and sometimes like if you listen to a pod episode it'll throw it to whatever one like a random one mm-hmm. i don't know if it happens to you guys anyways it threw back to the last time that uh that uh, Feldman was on, and I ended up listening to the entire interview again. <laughs> and man, last time you were on, you you crushed it. I I thoroughly enjoyed it a second time around. Absolutely. <laughs> so just I a little. Appreciate it. Yeah. I, I enjoy being on the pod. It's a it's a fun thing. Yeah. Well, we're we're glad you enjoy it too, man. You know, this pod's for the boys. Well, I think the nice thing is for the guys that haven't met, it's a nice little you know a way to connect. Totally. Right. I, I like to. Absolutely. Well, well, Feldy, I think we'll we'll jump right into it here. Um, Go for it. I'm ready. Oh, fucking Matt's phone locked here. <laughs> yeah, because Matt's got the only phone in the room. <laughs> um, all right, we're jumping in. So, I mean, you've stated before that although you love NFL football and the ups and downs that come with fantasy. You don't have a favorite team or, or really decided on one yet. Um, of course, you'll always cheer for the guys on your fantasy team, but we're just, you know, the boys are just curious if uh, if you find yourself rooting for certain, you know, offensive or defensive players uh, every Sunday, every week. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's something that I've tried to get myself into and getting uh, getting a team that I can that I can get behind. But to be completely honest, I think it's mainly that I just can't be bothered to learn players on the defensive end of the ball. <laughs> yeah, like I hear you. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm an offensive guy. I like big defensive plays, but like you, some of the guys you're talking about, I mean, I'm I'm impressed when I listen and you know these defensive guys. I mean, Miles Garrett, sure, everybody knows him. That's all right. But um, besides that, like I don't really know the defense, and I don't want to learn a defense or a new team, so I don't want to feel like I'm talking bullshit about some team that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What I do like though is. Is I'm a big play guy, so I like the quarterbacks that throw bombs. I like the wide receivers. Like a player like Tyreek Hill mm. is just awesome to watch. I mean, obviously not this season so yeah. far, but um, you know those big plays in the game. Like that's what I kind of live for. So um, that's what I'm all about on the offensive end. He's a chunk play guy. You're a chunk play guy. <laughs> yeah, chunk play. we should talk. We should uh, add in in our in the Triple FL, the Flyers League, Gord. <laughs> added in a stat it's kind of controversial but Gord added in that 40 plus chunk plays get you one points two extra points yeah so yeah something to think about for the n40 it's just a little (laughs) extra you know yeah i wouldn't say i feel like we already got extra little bits that that people get yeah extra points for the two the two point play the 100 yard plus yeah i don't know yeah i agree and it's it's not like it's been well received in the Triple FL. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I only say that too. Like we already got guys scoring like 130 to 150 points. 
don't start tooting your own horn there, Gord. We'll get to that later. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think we're scoring enough points in the league right now. All yeah. right, all right. True that. True I, that. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, moving along. Uh, question two. It's very safe to say that after three seasons in our league, you've really gotten to know all of the members of the N40L. I mean, we're basically family, and rumor has it that you named Stu Swanson uh, the godfather of your child. Um, just curious, are there guys in the league that you enjoy beating more than others? And if so, why? Absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, I'd say that I always thought that I had a friendly thing going with Nigel. Yeah. Now, we... We went to med school together. Everybody knows that. Yeah. But we're in the same division. But notwithstanding that, I mean, I'm like, I want to beat the guy when we play. We put on little side bets for a pint of Guinness that I don't think either of us have ever reciprocated. <laughs> um, but um, just the other week, when I was going through this whole trade business with Gord, before before we, we pulled the trigger, I sent the trade to him. And I said, what do you think? <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, I think, I think it's all right. But like, I don't know, like, like I'd, I'd rather you not improve your team. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, well, we're in the same division. So like, I'd prefer if you lost. And I'm like, well, fuck right off. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm like, uh, what kind of allegiance is this? At, at least so he's being Now I want to kick his ass more than anybody else's. You hear that, Nidge? I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I don't mind that answer yeah. myself from Nigel because, you know what? I I kind of feel the same way, right? Like, Matt and I, because we're in the same division, like, it's hard for us to kind of talk, like, strategy, like, what you should do, this and that, right? Because... I mean, I want him to lose every week, right? But yeah. it's it's tough. It's tough. Adds an element to trying yeah. to plan these episodes together, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's all right. That's all right, though. Um, I, I got Nigel. I think that I can. I think that I'm getting a little piece of Teddy through the uh, through the through the uh, car here. I'm driving home from volleyball, and I'm really feeling a little. <laughs> he's a strong guy man oh it's a, it's transmitting it's transmitting um well all right you know what question three this this one's uh this one's straight for me buddy um you know feldy we we made a blockbuster trade a fucking blockbuster we shook up the league newspapers are reeling Fucking Twitter's going off, Facebook, Instagram, everybody's noting on it. Yeah, your Tumblr's going crazy. My Tumblr. MySpace fires up for the first time in years. Nexopia, everything is going wild, right? Um, but, you know, what I want to know, Feldy, is, is what do you think really brought you to that point where you felt like you needed to make that blockbuster of a trade and, and kind of hit the reset button and uh, and try and go for something different. Well, I've been I've been obviously waiting to talk about this for for some time because I have a lot of thoughts and feelings and, and emotions about this trade. Um, I will say that I, I feel like we we made the biggest trade in N40L history. Absolutely. Um, and I think time will tell of, of who really won or lost the trade. But I mean, there were there were so many different things that were going on. The first thing I want to do, though, is I want to touch on all the heat that I was getting in one of your prior pods for that trade proposal that I sent. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, that was a bullshit offer. Number one, number one is that it got the wheels turning. It did. Number it, two, 
is that really you're in a position where Gordon threw out that he needed a running back. And if you look at your team, you had Dalvin Cook and you had nobody else. So to throw in a player at the time, we didn't know what Melvin Gordon was going to do. Based on last year's numbers, obviously you killed it last year. Mm -hmm. And so I absolutely lowballed it. But when you're in a position where you're in demand for a running back, and I have potentially a premier running back, I mean, they hadn't proven himself this year, I was like, let's just throw it out there. But I will say, though, that I did not know at the time that Thomas and Chark were two and three and receiving the lead. So, <laughs> you know, that was my own <laughs> fantasy misknowledge, non-knowledge, whatever. And... But it, got, but it got things going. So we were at the point where I, I wanted to make something work. I think that, like, the past two seasons, the M4DL finished in seventh. Just out of playoffs, um, and then I ended up uh, winning the consolation rounds, and I ended up picking first every year. Right. For both, both years. Yeah. And it wasn't really working out. I had gone, like, two and four or something at that point, two and five or whatever it was, and I felt like I just wanted to make a change. And Gore, you mentioned to me, oh, what about Barkley for, I don't know what it was, but I was like, no way I'm trading Barkley. But once I started kind of reading about Chark and Thomas, looking at their numbers, I'm like, I think I can make something work. Barkley's been injured. Who knows if he's going to roll that ankle again. The Giants, sorry, but they're shit. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Love it. So maybe it wouldn't be that bad. Um, So if I could get both receivers for Barkley, I think that it's a good deal for me. And, Gord, you'll remember that our initial trade pretty much text agreed upon was actually Barkley and Jeffrey for Chark and Thomas. It was. It was. And then you came You came back and said, uh, you know what, that leaves me pretty thin at running back. Uh, can I, you know, can we mix Devin Singletary in there? And and I think at the time you might have been, and a lot of owners are, I've been talking to Tate from Bonnie Dude about this too. Guys are frustrated with Evans. They were because yeah. he's so hit and miss. You don't know what that offense is doing. And, you know, Singletary, he's eventually going to be the lead guy. Yeah, once he gets healthy. Uh, I mean, there were rumors that uh, there were potential trades with the Bills with running backs. Obviously, that didn't materialize. Mm-hmm. So the, it's still there. The yeah. potential's still there. And Frank Gore, no matter you know what is dead may never die, he's still there. But he is not gone. Re- not gone, right? Yeah. Like he's he's still a factor. But I think Devin Singletary is the guy, and they have a good relationship from what I've heard. So I think that's where I could get bitten by the end of this, and where I could potentially lose out in this trade. Um, but there, there were a few things. I mean, one is that absolutely, I was just, like, fucking frustrated with Evans. Like, I couldn't deal with him anymore. I had him two years ago, or three years ago, I think it was, and I'm like, fuck, like he had the same type of season. Yeah, I'm oh, like, yes. fuck, I'm never drafting this guy again. And then last year, he <laughs> balled out. I'm like, let's give him another chance. Yeah. I wanted a big receiver, and it was, like, him or Keenan Allen at that point in the draft. Oh. And I'm like, uh, I was going back and forth between the two, but, like, the Chargers are shit now as well. Keenan Allen killed him in the first bit of season but then he's kind of been so-so yeah so I was frustrated with Evans and I think I just got worried that I wasn't gonna have a, re- a running back on my bench I had Chase Edmonds and that was the only extra guy I had knowing that I had my bye weeks coming up and then that was before Chase Edmonds like 40 point week yeah and then obviously before he you know killed his hammy and then I ended up dropping him from my team now right so yeah you know like so many I, I think that that's what I love also about fantasy like it frustrates you 
but you just don't know what the hell is going to happen. And then obviously the week after I traded Evans, he scores 35 points. <laughs> I will guarantee you he maybe does that one more time in the season, but he's so inconsistent. Yeah, it's he's oh, so man. inconsistent. Whereas Shark and Thomas are consistent every game. And so that's what I like about those, yeah. those yeah. two guys on my team. And, and I, I, I agree. I totally agree because, you know, Godwin is, is – is it's pretty much uh, like WR one and WR one in in Tampa Bay right now. Oh yeah, and um, best tandem in the league. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I mean, and and to me, like the the Alshon Jeffrey throw in was kind of just a throw in, right? Like um, I felt like I was essentially trading two players for one, mm. and yeah. and and I was, you know, at the end of the day, like it's going to be pretty rare that I start Alshon Jeffrey, like. I have Michael Gallup on the bench. I'm going to start Gallup before I start Jeffrey. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I liked the trade. I I didn't think it was very one-sided. Guys were saying it was. Guys were saying it wasn't. Um, I, I I loved it. I mean, I was fucking all over it. Like, but Yeah, I, I mean, I, I loved all the chatter about it. I mean, I, I, I loved that it got the guys talking and, you know, pitting sides and like, oh, Gord, you got killed in this trade. And like, oh, man, this is going to take you to the playoffs. I liked it. I loved it. Yeah. Oh. So uh no, I was definitely happy. Like I said, man, I was I was ready to fucking throw in a quarterback just because. <laughs> yeah, we were kinda talking about that. I, I kinda wish I got I mean maybe you wouldn't have traded Rogers, but I mean he's a dominant right now. But yeah, we were talking about doing that as well just for the sake of of, of trade talk. Could but you imagine the other thing I just wanted to say before we moved on was that I, I actually looked back at the points like for the first full week that, that after we had done the trade. And there was only really like a 13, 14 point differential in total points for, for the, three the guys. guys from each of our teams. And so that, and that was with Evan's 35 point week, which like, again, that is just a, an anomaly week for him this mm-hmm. season. It's not going to happen every week. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't feel like it's that far off. Maybe on average you'll end up scoring five more points or something like that. But will that end up winning a week? Like that week that you won, you scored 150 points or something. Those guys, even if you had Thomas and Shark, you still would have won that week. So they weren't the factor for you winning. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, I agree. I, uh, I, I honestly, I really liked the trade. I mean, um, I like making trades anyway. I think it's exciting. It, it uh, really fucking revs me up. But uh, I, I thought it was pretty fair. And you know, obviously, I was a little insulted when you first offered Melvin <laughs> Gordon and Alshon Jeffrey. But you know. That, that's just doing your due diligence. That's Man. just being a GM and testing the water. And, and like I said, I I liked I like I hated that move because it happened to me. But I like that move because I try and do that to guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it, in fact, Gord texted me. He's like, "Here's what here's what uh, uh, Feldman uh, sent my way." And then right after he he wrote, "Who does he think he is? Me?" <laughs> appreciate that we're on the same wavelength yeah you know what and like just as a as an observer to everything that went down you gotta give props because trades we've talked about it before trades in fantasy don't happen often guys tend to overvalue who they have compared to what other guys have and to pull off a trade with the names that you guys did i mean saquon was number one across the board yeah so yeah yeah, it, it, it it i i you got to give it respect. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and that's what I said. I said, you know what, man? You're you're targeting my two best players, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not gonna take fluff, right? Like I I 
was only going to make that trade if if I was getting you know some of your best players back. And and like I said, I I mean I think on the team, you know, granted Saquon had been hurt, I think I got your best player, but you took two of mine. Yeah. And and that's yeah. what I think made it you know quite fair, right? Yeah. I think I think another thing too is like. Chark is a rookie he or a second year player, one of the two. He's a sophomore. And he doesn't have that name recognition as like when you look at the other players going. Mike Evans, Saquon Barkley, you see those names and you're like, whoa, okay. But look at the numbers. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, I think that, that's that was part of the hard thing for me pulling off the trade. I'm like, Chark, I could have picked this guy up in, you know, the second week or whenever it was. Yeah. That yep. was hard. Yeah. But if you if you're able to leave that at the door, then that's that's how trades happen. I yeah, think. exactly. Yeah. No, I was good. I was ha- I was very happy that uh, that we made that trade. Cool. Well, uh, before I go to the next question, I just have to say uh, we say it all the time. Hashtag Matt stick together. But the way you were talking about Evans, did you did somebody send you a copy of the uh, Tank Cast this week? <laughs> 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 Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Big time, yeah. yeah. And like listening to you talk about Mike Evans reminded me uh, a few years back about how I felt about David Johnson. Yeah, I couldn't quit him. No, you can't quit him. I can't quit you. Oh man. No, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, question four. Speaking of trade, um, do you think it the the big move you made? Do you think it's what's going to get the killers to the A pool? They looked good last week. Uh, what do you think the playoff picture will look like in the N forty L? Good Kel asked us last week who we thought top six would be. What are you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's hard. I mean, there's been so much movement in the past uh, in the past couple weeks. Um, I feel like overall, I'm just going to say because obviously I need to give my own team a, a little bit of a plug. Is that like my team is I think the third highest scoring team in the league. Yeah, uh, fourth just by two two points. To your team, Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's in I'm, first? I'm three and five. You <laughs> know, and first is is Kellen. He's six and two, and is he has that? like the lowest. Record. He has the third lowest point total. Yeah. And oh, you yeah. guys were talking about this on the pod. I think Gordy were chatting about this the other week. Um, that is just so fucking frustrating. Like it just depends on the on the matchup. So to answer your question, I mean, I think that I have a good shot in the next few weeks to, to pull it to five hundred if things kind of come together. It's not looking great so far this week, but. Um, I, I, I have it for me that uh, this Thursday nighter, Drake, was not put in the lineup somehow. Hmm. I don't know why he wasn't. He was spoken about as being the top running back, and those running backs have gotten, like, 30 points every week. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was, I just lucked out with that. But, um, I mean, the way, like, being 6-2 and two for Kellen, I think that, like, at this point, he's going he's gonna to get in there. Um, I do think, Gord, that, that you're going to stay in there. I think the team is just too strong. Um, I, I'd like to say that I'm going to move up the ranks and make it in as well. All right. And kind of come out second in, in my, uh, in, in my division. And then I think besides Gord and, and Axed, I think, I mean, not stick together. How could I not, how could I not stick you to get in there? Much obliged. Um, I, <laughs> I think the Cardinals are going to go down this week. So, um, that just, you know, puts a strike against them. And then, uh, what else do I think? Well, around it out with the vices and the boners. They're in a good spot, and uh, I hopefully I'm going to beat uh, Linwood this week. So. Nice. I, you know what, That's Feldy? I hope you win too, buddy, because I want to see those guys do good. It's not like I want to trade guys away and see them, you know, fucking bomb, right? Like, uh, so I, I, I hope you get in there, man. 
Yeah, and you know, like, it's it's been tight in the league. Just, like, if you look back two weeks ago, Shane was toiling mm-hmm. near the bottom with John. And you look at his record now, he's 3-5. and five. We're playing each other this week. If if I lose to him, we have a four and five record apiece. Yeah. And two weeks yeah, ago, I I, I was sitting at 11, yeah. yeah. Two weeks ago, if I beat Johnny in that you know point uh, point whatever game with Sam Darnold showing his true colors, that that's <laughs> yeah. the swing between first and and fourth there. Mm-hmm. You know, so it the I think the parity in the league this year is real nice, uh, except for the croissant uh, lover. But everybody else is right there in it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that everything's so close. Like, that's why I feel like looking that I'm intense, I'm like, oh, could I really make it in? But my boys are scoring points, and uh, I think, like, things can flip so quickly. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. It'll be exciting. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to it. Big time. Well, you, one, more, one more quick one before we, uh, before we wrap up here. Feldy, I know you probably got to go to bed. It's like 10 to midnight there. Uh, nine minutes until the witching hour. <laughs> <laughs> turn into a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, it is Halloween. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn into something. I've eaten so much Halloween candy. Oh <laughs> we, took oh. out, we, we took out my little guy trick-or-treating, and everybody's in here coming. They're like, you can't eat this. We're like, we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're aware. This is a ploy. Yeah. What uh, What'd you dress the kiddo up as? Oh, he was a snail. <laughs> oh, sick! <laughs> That's a good he one. He can't even, he can't really crawl yet, and so he's just in our arms, and he's so fucking cute. Oh yeah. man, that's awesome. I, we're good. Glad to hear you know that. Yeah, that's, big time. We like the feel good part of the mm-hmm. pod, right? We sure do. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm excited for the feel good this week. Yes. Oh, me too. Me too. Um, you know what? And that's that's kind of what we're what we're touching on here in our our fifth question. Um, you're kind of like our newly appointed. BFB content manager for Eastern Canada. Not you know? kind of. You're hired. You are. Okay, <laughs> you're in. It's, uh, but you know what's great? Um, you've taken on more responsibility to ensure that uh, this finely, finely tuned machine, like a Rolls Royce, <laughs> keeps, on, uh, keeps on chugging along. Um, not only have you gifted us with a gem in the Smash segment, Feldy's Feel Good Minute, but you're now taking on the pressure of being the first returning guest in pod history. Um, it's clear that you care. So we got an Ofeldi just as a little feedback deal. What uh, what changes do you think you'd make for the boys on the pod? Uh, you know, format, segments. Uh, we want to know, man. Hashtag it's bigger than us. Oh, big time. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys know I love the pod. And, uh, you know, I, I do have to say there was all this business around pod length and what you guys are chatting about and but like it's a fuck ton of work that you guys are putting in to put this pod on and what episode are we now what number is this 25 25 now yeah i mean that's a lot i mean and and if you think on our end oh fuck i'll listen for two and a half three hours that means you guys have to fucking talk for two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is maybe harder. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's easier, at least at the two-hour mark, to just to, to keep going for another hour. But, um, no, I, I, I think I, I definitely get where the guys are coming from. It's like you want to listen and we want to be engaged. And, like, since you brought it back to, like, an hour 40 and fixed your timer issue and <laughs> figured out technology, I, I, think, I think it's actually made things so much crisper, like, which I already thought it was great before, but it is nice, like, 
when it's a little bit shorter. I think that that's yeah. awesome. We, what we I agree. like though is that the, the same segments is when the same segments aren't every single week. Like there are a couple of keepers. Like I love story time at the end. I love match bank stats. I love the grinder. And then like the other segments in between, you can have them some weeks, have them another week. And that's where I felt too. Like in having felt these feel good moment, I didn't feel like I told you guys at the beginning of the season when I was very excited to be asked to, to kind of do this segment every week. I'm like, I don't know if I could get something good to talk about every week. It would feel like I'm pulling at strings yeah. to get something to talk about. Yeah. So now when there's something that like truly comes up every couple weeks, two, three weeks, it's like, oh, fuck, we have like a cool segment where it's like, you know, if you have something about the unis to talk about, it's like then you have something like really mm-hmm. big and interesting to chat about instead of like trying to rush it into a minute. Yeah, 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 so, yeah for sure. I don't, I don't know if I've, I've thought about like another segment to, to add. I don't know if we have <laughs> the room to add something else. There's always room, change, buddy. Changing up. There, there's always room. Yeah. Um, yeah. You like, know, I think that, like having it different every week is is good. It, it, it makes it. Yeah. Well, well, since since you brought it up, there's been uh, I wouldn't say debate, but it's been brought to the table uh, between the two of us. Gord would like to introduce uh, Gord's bench fire oh, as yeah. a new segment <laughs> because that his bench is toasty all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his bench has done very well this season. I know uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of a poor you know. A, pain spot of mine i also was thinking about including a simpsons quote minute into the pod which i think we might have to Mm -hmm. um but you know we got to keep things short we got to keep the boys engaged and and honestly yeah that's that's a great answer feld you know uh it's it's good for the boys to hear a little positive feedback Mm -hmm. what what the kids need to work on you know it's uh it's good and i think the the key word i took about uh took out of that whole thing was crisper yeah. When we keep it tight and we keep it under an hour 45, let's say that's yeah. our max, it, it, it just, it it's more relevant, you yeah. know? Like, guys stay engaged. They're not, you know, fast-forwarding or turning their brain off and waiting for the segment to be done, you know totally. what I mean? So. This week might be a little tough because the interview's already 27 minutes and 24 <laughs> seconds. I was just going to say, I was going to say, you guys are going to have to hit the ground running because we're almost at 30 minutes. But <laughs> this, is, this is the segment that everybody's coming to listen to this week anyway. Oh, right? absolutely. Big time. It's the absolutely. highlight. It's going to be the highlight, man. You you always kill it on the pod, Feldy. Yeah. Uh, very well-spoken, very smart guy. Uh, we love having you. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. It's, 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 been a, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, you've made it under the, the midnight time uh time restraint so i'm happy i'm a happy guy beauty All well right. i hope uh everything's well with the fam and i hope we chat soon yeah absolutely feldy good to talk to you buddy go kill it Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back Oh, baby Man, my fi- my favorite, I love that song, it's great It's a great tune My favorite part, though, is the little yip you do <laughs> I, I love it I, I picked it up last week when I was listening to it in my car My favorite part <laughs> Oh, man, just, you know <laughs> 
Mixing it in. I like it. Yeah. Everybody knows I'm a karaoke guy. Don't stop. Get it. Yeah. And only falsettos. <laughs> oh, man. You know what actually would be a good story time is Andy and I have a story time about mm. karaoke in Vancouver. Oh, shit. Maybe. Maybe I'll say that one tonight. Yeah, it could work. Whatever you want, man. It's oh, your, it's your, okay. it's your seggy. Um, bounce back, boy. Bounce back, boy. The BBB. You know, at the start of this segment, we were gonna keep a record of how you were doing, but I know we've lost it because, <laughs> man, I don't need any more negative records. <laughs> hey, man, like, come on, I'm already doing bad enough. In the yeah, this. we got to one and one, and then who knows? So yeah, who, who knows? knows? Well, <laughs> this one really hits dear. To my heart. Okay. Okay. He's a guy everybody who's ever listened to the pod knows I love. <laughs> He's a great player. I'm the, the, there's legitimately like a 25 person list. What I'm going team through do right you now. think he plays for? Uh, dear to my heart. Pittsburgh. No. Oh, New York Giants. No. Hmm. Dear to your heart. He's dear, not the team. Minnesota. No. Who? What team? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, oh, baby. Okay. Yeah. You actually should own this guy's jersey. I know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about now. Cameron Brait. <laughs> All right? Oh, man. Mr. Cameron Brait. OJ, he's out another week. Yeah. Cameron, he put up a stinker last week. But... This week, he plays Seattle. Seattle has allowed the fourth most fantasy points yeah. to tight ends this year. Yeah. And the fifth most yards. God damn. To opposing tight ends. Cameron Brait is in for a day. Okay. All and right. uh, I, I, you know what? This one, I'm saying take it to the bank. I'm saying go grab him if he's out there. If you need a guy, and fucking start him. Take it to the bank, stick it in your pocket. You got Christopher walking money, baby. You got Christopher walking around money. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. The, uh, perfect. There's so much love for Bray. Oh, man. You know, I should own his jersey. Well, don't don't be too hasty because I think I just figured out uh, uh, the wedding present I will be purchasing you, at, <laughs> you and Meg's. Uh, his and hers matching set. A Cam oh, Bray jersey. No, man. A red and a white. <laughs> Don't get her one. Get her a Saquon. She'd like that. Okay. She like, actually, no. She's like, oh, man. The other day, she's like, oh, okay, I was looking at Instagram, and I saw this fucking hot guy. And I was like, okay. It was like, whatever. Lots of hot dudes on Instagram. She's like, I clicked on him. He played for the Giants. And I was like, oh. I was like, really? I was like, who was it? She's like, Sterling Shepard. I'm like, Oh. And he is a handsome dude. Yeah, he's a good looking guy Real for sure. Dude. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I just thought that was really yeah. cool. She likes Marcus Stroman too. So, oh, she yeah. has a type. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's pretty funny. Remember back so in the- she, If you got her a shepherd, is what I was going to say. Okay. 87, 26. 87. Both decent numbers to rock yeah. for sure. Uh, remember back in the day, the, the Giants always seemed to have a couple uh, hunky guys. When uh, Jason Seahorn was patrolling back there, yeah, back in the day, he was in every like fitness magazine ever. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, big money New York, right? Damn. So, what I'm picking up on is Meg's reaction to a white braid would be. 
How dare you? <laughs> it, it wouldn't be well received, hey? No, she wouldn't like it. Okay. She wouldn't like okay. it. Okay, good to know. I would love it. Thanks for the intel. <laughs> okay. Man. Oh, man. But I, I'm telling you, I think he's going to have a good week. Okay, I like it. Good yeah. bounce. Good choice. Good yeah. choice, for sure. Uh, jumping into United by Unis, uh, just a quick quick uh, jaunt around the aesthetically pleasing aspects of the NFL. Uh, the best looking game of this past week was definitely the Monday nighter between Pittsburgh and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Steelers were wearing their all black color rush unis, uh, which I think looked really good actually. Uh, as a Browns fan, I gotta give them props. Those look real le- nice. I like the I like the letter style they went with, or sorry, the number style they went with, and the thick yellow stripe on the uh, on the pant leg. Um, and then the 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 fins. Uh, matched them step for step and they they chose to rock their all white uh throwbacks and why not you got the eyes of the league and millions of fans all over the world watching look good you know like you you yeah, gotta look, look good. good um so just a great looking game to watch last game of the week uh helped offset the commentary by booger and uh kind of made you forget that you're watching the miami dolphins play football i like booger <laughs> I know. This upcoming week, uh, the Bills will be wearing their throwback uniforms. Not a major, not a major or big difference between uh, between uh, their current ones and their and their throwbacks. Uh, Mainly, mainly the biggest thing to notice is the um, all red Buffalo logo that they put on the sides of their helmets, as opposed to their current logo, which is a buffalo with a rectangle shooting out of the back of its head. Yeah, uh, I think it's to show its speed. I don't know. Not a big fan of the current Bills logo. They've got they've got some nice options uh, that they could use instead. I um, like it. The Chiefs will be uh, throwing it back to uh, their original uniforms in 1969, and the only modification they need to make to their uniforms is to change their face mask. <laughs> so they're changing it from white to gray. That's it. Throwback. That, yeah, you talk about a classic uni. You got one that's that's never been altered. Um, uh, just uh, about a player, and I was talking with Show Life about this uh, via text, and he brought up a good point. So Odell uh, Beckham Jr. this season did a collaboration with uh, Nike, who sponsors him in his cleats. He in fact has his own uh, brand, his own uh, signature shoe cleat, uh, the Nike Vapor Untouchable Pro Three OBJ Up Tempos. Um, and last year, what he did was he kind of uh, just experimented a bit. But I guess this year, uh, the Nike reps went into his house and looked at his closet at the act, uh, at what sneakers he likes to wear out and about on the town, not when okay. he's playing. And what he's done is he's had cleats modeled after all of his favorite classic uh, sneakers. Um, and it hasn't really been talked about that much because he can only wear them really in pregame unless they match the color scheme of the Browns. Um, but uh, a little bit of light was shed on it uh, earlier this week uh, when after the game where they got uh, a loss, another loss to the <laughs> Patriots, uh, he, he actually walked up to Tom Brady and handed him a pair of his signature cleats uh, made out of goat hair. Which is crazy. Which is, which is crazy. And he just said, you know, the goat deserves the goats. Uh, which is they do say OBJ on the side for for sure, but you know it's like a collector memento thing. I can't see Tom rolling out in pregame no. wearing those things, right? Um, so yeah, we'll see. Show Life brought up a good point. Is he good enough to be doing this? 
like the way he's played this season. Not this year. Not this year. But everybody knows he's one of the most athletic guys in the NFL. Everybody knows how good he is. Yeah. So I think he is. Yeah. yeah exactly. And I think Tom Brady probably thinks that Odell is one of the best receivers in the league. So I don't think it's like Joe fucking Schmo coming up to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, but. Cool. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you know what? Oh. You got some? No, do you have something? This is Marty McFly's segment. <laughs> I have something. Oh. I have something. I have something. Oh, baby. We are hitting Gords United <laughs> by Unis. Mm. Baby. All I'll say is often duplicate, uh, often imitated, never duplicated. <laughs> hey, uh, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. True, is that's right. Oh, okay. okay, so it's a friendly. Yeah, friendly yeah, yeah. Thing. Absolutely. All right, I enjoy so this. this week, actually, I got two parts mm-hmm. to it. This week, the Giants are wearing their all white throwbacks. Yeah, I like them, and they're fucking tight. Yeah, for sure. White jersey, white pants. Uh, vertical blue, red, blue stripe on the pants. Oh, depth. <laughs> the red and blue piping at the bottom of the sleeves. Mm-hmm. And the red around the blue numbers. And Maddie's favorite, Giants yeah. on the helmet. Giants along the side. I love that and one. And they are going to look good. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, they always so look good. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Maybe I'll buy one of those jerseys and then that guy will get traded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just make sure you get the right size this time. Oh, man. <laughs> rip all the tags off. Ah, uh, well. But, yeah. whatever. It's nice. Yeah, so. exactly. So, part two. Mm-hmm. United by Gord's Unis. Is last week's... <laughs> my my work on that name. I know. <laughs> Bit of a run on Last week's white Niners unis. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. We mentioned the second time they ever wore yeah. them. Yeah. They yeah. were really tight. Yeah. I can't go into detail because I don't have a picture of them in front of me. <laughs> yeah. But they were sick. Yeah. Basically all white everything. Still the gold buckets. They had a black drop shadow in the background. Black and red stripe on the pants. It looked so really good. Dope. Yeah. It, so it made dope. you think of those those days with Steve and uh, Jerry slinging it back there. Mm-hmm. The old Candlestick Park. And you know what? No better way to uh, leave United than with Deion Sanders. Look good, play good, play good, pay good, pay good, live good, live good. You know, eat good, that good. And if anything knows any any if anybody knows anything about style, it's prime time. Oh, Deion Sanders. Time. Yeah, man, we might have to get a fucking Ric Flair soundbite in one time. <laughs> The Rolex wearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. The nature we'll mix boy, it baby. In. We'll mix it in. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> that song gets better and better. Yeah. It is such a good tune. Here's a here's a on the spot question. Do you know where the sample comes from? <sighs> no, I don't. It's actually uh an old clash song. Really? Yeah, straight to hell. Uh you, you I'll I'll dig it up here. Uh hmm. we'll, we'll let it I got actually I've got it uh Right here, if you want to... In your Apple Music. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, this is what you uh, 
this is uh, what you pay for. I think it was on... Man, you, were you a big Clash guy back in the day? Not a big Clash guy. Hmm. Big Misfits guy, though. Oh, yeah. And I hope the boys like that one. And it's Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, that one worked. Um, and I, I have to say, all all of these sound bites, Maddie finds and executes. Teddy. Under, I do nothing. Sorry. Teddy's Teddy. busy at home. He's Susie Homemaker while I'm away, <laughs> earning the dough. Scouring the internet. Yeah, yeah. Scouring. Yeah. And, and I think they're I think they're flawless. I only listen to country really, so I if we had an all country soundbite pod, we'd we'd have one download, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a so, really good, yeah, that's a good point for sure. Yeah, I, I I know Teddy Teddy enjoys it. It's uh it's a labor of love and when it hits, it hits. I, I told Gord before we started recording tonight, uh, last week, that uh, for the grinder, hitting him with the DJ Khaled, oh, I don't know if I can top that. That that was an all-time for so sure. Good. But last week, that being said, uh, we talked about how U2 is really good. I think I might have undo- uh, Teddy might have outdone himself this week. <laughs> oh, I hope he did. I'm not going to play it all, but here here's the, the sample of that uh, original song. It's uh, MIA's is definitely more up-tempo. So everybody obviously knows what segment we hit. Oh, baby. The MIA Milk yeah. Carton Minute. Yeah. yeah, love it. Maddie's I, hunting around. He's got to go grocery shopping. He's got to make lunch for the week. Oh, yeah. Give me, that, give me that salami, baby. It's a little bit Slice late. Salami. It's a little bit late. He doesn't want to venture out of the neighborhood. So he hits, you know, the no frills. Mm-hmm. And he, he's taking a look at the milk. <laughs> and who's on the back of the carton today, my friend, you ask? <laughs> Who? It's your boy. Oh. It's my boy. It's a lot of guys' boys. And we just talked about him. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Where has he been? It's true. He is missing in action. Odell only has how many touchdowns this year? I believe one. One. Yeah. Odell has one touchdown this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Has only... Monster one that he did on his own. Yards after catch against the Jets. He it's ran true. that like 82 yards or whatever. He's only had two games receiving over 100 yards. Yeah. That game that you talked about versus the Jets. Mm-hmm. And then another game, he went for 101. He has failed to score more than 10 fantasy points in all but two games this year. Wow. Where is he? Yeah. It, He's it, gone. It does raise the... Uh, yeah, it does raise the question. I mean, like... You can say, well, Baker hasn't been on his on his game, which is true. You can say the O line hasn't been uh, up to snuff, which is very true. Uh, kind of, they're still trying to figure it out. Didn't address it over the trade deadline. Um, but at the same time, you like watching that uh, New England game. He dropped two uh, very uh, obvious and easy. Uh, catches like there was one it was a it was a back shoulder throw he turned the wrong way but he still had enough time to adjust he didn't even get a hand on like it went it went right by his body like he doesn't look like himself and maybe it's a confidence thing i don't know who knows yeah how dare you 
but yeah, it, it, it's it's uh, it's a conundrum, and it has a lot of fantasy players asking these questions. Holy fuck. Man, that is such a good song. <laughs> Surprisingly, it's a five minute song. Of that? Of that, yeah. There's not a whole lot in between. Where do you go? <laughs> My lovely... Oh, yeah, man. of course, everybody knows, written and performed by the critically accl- acclaimed band uh, No Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that in Night at the Roxbury? Uh, yeah, it might be one of their head head, yeah. uh, head nod oh, songs. Oh, man. You know, when you hit me with Bieber... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I that, couldn't hold it in. That shook you. And then you, then you <laughs> fucking strike me down with you two. And then you hit me with Night at the Roxbury, man. I can't, I can't handle this. Oh, oh man. Oh, I was like, I was way too pleased uh, oh. when Teddy presented it to me the other Where night. You go? <laughs> we're oh, just, man. you know, uh, we're sitting at the dinner table trying to eat healthier. Made a nice salad, a little bit of chicken in there. And yeah, he says, check this out. Look at what I'm hitting Gord with this week. Oh, oh we man. were howling. Oh, man. Howling and smoking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Okay. Wow. Uh, uh, we we talked about it in the interview. Uh, it's time to jump into our uh, Eastern correspondence section segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, love it. Uh, Feldy's feel good. Love bringing uh, light to to the positive things going on in the NFL. And today we're going to talk about Russell Wilson. So uh, uh, this we got to credit this. This first appeared on Bleacher Report. Uh, so. Uh, Here's what it said. So, uh, when he, when he was um, uh, first as a rookie, uh, he came. He obviously joined the Seahawks. He was a third round pick, relatively unknown among most NFL fans. Really, if you watch Wisconsin football, you knew him. If not, you kind of heard about him as hybrid baseball slash football guy. Um, the Seahawks had just signed Matt Flynn to a $19.5 million contract from the, from the Packers before selecting uh, undersized Russ uh, in the third round. No way did they expect him to start. Well, uh, the Seattle Children's Hospital uh, couldn't, help, couldn't tell if the third stringer was serious when he, when he contacted them, asking if he could get involved. So a lot of athletes came once or twice, uh, and some came for photo ops, and <coughs> the other times it was staff asked them to go, or it was an obligation. So uh, they they basically put Russ on a trial period, um, and he quickly learned. Uh, they quickly learned that he was uh, serious about it. The children, families, and workers adored him. Wilson showed up every single Tuesday each week, asking to do a little bit more. He wanted to get in rooms with families who needed it most. He wanted to talk with them, know them, and like and pray with them. Um, the hospital dubbed these days Blue Tuesdays for Seattle's colors. 
Wilson took the starting job from Flynn as a rookie, um, and he went on to become a Super Bowl quarterback. Obviously, we know that, an MVP candidate, and one of the biggest stars in, in the league right now. Great guy. And he kept showing up, mm-hmm. even after all of this success. Uh, every week, hours after signing a deal, or, yeah, every week, hours after signing his deal to make him the league's highest paid quarterback, uh, quarterback last spring, Russ was there again, praying with a young cancer patient named uh, Louisa. Uh, it, it's a tradition he continues to this day. Often he brings his wife, uh, Sierra, obviously she's famous in her own regard, uh, and some teammates from time to time. After initially keeping the things quiet, Wilson now shares images and videos on his social media, of course with the family's permission, uh, encouraging fans to rally around the kids and the families uh, that are that are in these tough situations. Uh, regardless of what el- whatever Russ does uh, and accomplishes on the field, this this is golden. huge. This is it's huge. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, really, really good for him. And you know, he he. He could come up with any excuse he wants, but to show up every 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 Tuesday and keep it going from the moment he came into the league till now, like just speaks volumes about the guy's character. Yeah, and, you absolutely. know, we rag on him from time to time about being like squeaky clean and like you know like <laughs> yeah. I'm Russell Wilson kind of thing. But like, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, oh yeah, he's a really good dude. Quick uh, side note: Matt Flynn, when he signed in Seattle, Scott uh, Scott Flynn, our buddy. Same last name bought a T-shirt that <laughs> no said way. that says Flynn knows, and that's got a Seahawks logo underneath. That's not bad. It's sick. Yeah, it actually worked out really well. That's uh, it's kind of like Alvin Kamara, how he did like the blue collar guy mm-hmm. each week or whatever. And there's yeah. like that picture of him like being a garbage man. Yeah, 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 big time. I like it. Cool. Uh, in the sake of brevity and crispness, let's jump into Matt Stank stats. Uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, his first win as a head coach came in 1991 when he was coaching the Browns. His 300th win came this past Sunday against the Browns. Um, looking at that game, uh, the head coach and QB experience, listen to these numbers. So Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have 749 games total. And Freddie Kitchens and Baker have 27. <laughs> Um, here's a list of players who have scored more fantasy points than the Patriots, uh, uh, going into week eight and the Patriots have 169 McCaffrey, Cook, Watson, Wilson, uh, Michael Thomas, Lamar Jackson, Eckler, Aaron Jones. That's it. 10 guys. Uh, two, three, four, nine. It's crazy. Shit. Yeah. Speaking of Aaron Jones, uh, he's the first Packers running back with 150 reception yards in a game since uh, the merger, the AFL-NFL merger. Really? Yeah, which is crazy. They're using him as a wide receiver, basically. Like, that game, he was always lined up out there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, big time. And it's nice for uh, guys that have hung on or jumped on the Jamal Williams train. He is suddenly kind of re- kind of relevant again. Yeah, he is. I like it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the merger... Tevin Coleman and Jerry Rice, he and Rice did it two times, are the only 49ers players since the merger to score four touchdowns in uh, one game. And the last time it happened uh, was Rice on November 14, 1993. So far this season, Sam Darnold has had <laughs> both mono and strep at the same time, an enlarged spleen, a sprained thumb, and a toenail removed. What? Yeah. That's just this year. Week eight. Uh... Also about Sam Darnold, 
Uh, he becomes the first quarterback after last Sunday to throw f- our yeah, or maybe it was the Monday nighter to throw four plus interceptions and less yeah the Monday nighter uh, less than a hundred yards in a game since pod favorite Nathan Peterman. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Sorry, Nate. I, I I thought we had his his pod funeral. I thought he was done on here, but I guess yeah, not. Guess not. Um, Taysom Hill now has more receiving touchdowns at three than uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Juju Smith-Schuster, Julian Edelman, Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and Robbie Anderson. Odell Beckham. And Odell. Just like we drew it up. Uh, this is kind of neat, and I know it was kind of put out there by a few different places. This past, the Sunday that just passed marked the only day in 2019 in which uh, there was NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL games all on at the same day. Mm-hmm. Uh, 26 games in total. Uh, just a sports fans. Always? Uh, 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 not that uh, Vortex? <sighs> not <laughs> that one. Uh, well, they're all coming together, right? Yeah, what's the Oasis? I guess Paradise? Yeah, whatever. Mirage? Uh, yeah. Okay, sub-segment time. Hey. <laughs> what? How about another sub-segment time for just a quick sports stat? Okay, sure. World Series just ended yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's the first time in mm. North American sports. Yeah. Like the three that have seven-game series. Mm-hmm. That the road team has won every game. I know. That's wild. Wild. It. It was the stat was still in game six, even mm-hmm. at three. Oh, yeah, and three. yeah. And then for yeah. the Nats to win again, yeah, come back. Yeah, the road team won every game. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy. I, yeah, that was a very entertaining World Series, I have to great. say. Game six when uh, Bregman carried his bat all the way to first base, yeah, and then, and then Soto, Soto did it right back at him, good, like, oh, toss the shade at you, yeah. I, and I love his quirkiness in the box, you know, mm-hmm. just like moving around. The gold, uh, the shin guard, the gold-plated shin guard. Like, he's he's got swag, and he's fucking 21. Dominican players are my favorite. Oh, man, yeah, just just wild. Actually, uh, a side note, I'd have to look it up, but I think the Nats were something ridiculous. I know it. It, They were 0.7% to win in May. Oh, really? Of making the World Series. Oh, shit. 0.7. That's not what I was going to say, but that's unreal. That's crazy. Holy yeah. shit. 1931. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. A lot of turmoil for that team going up to it. But, mm-hmm. you know, you got to you gotta, uh, face a little adversity before you get face to the, the ship. music, I guess. Yeah. So. What I was going to say is their, um, their record wearing their navy blue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In the postseason wearing their navy blue uniforms is something ridiculous. Like, I think they went, uh, like like 10 and one or 10 and zero or something like they just, it, and it was became a superstition thing. Right. So they mm. were requesting to wear it all the time. Uh, last, uh, little bit here, this, the, the real sub segment, mm-hmm. Marty's milestone. Uh, our boy, Deandre Hopkins became the third youngest player to reach 8,000 receiving yards, uh, that quickly. And the only other two to do it quicker than him, uh, Randy Moss and Larry legendary, Larry, the legend Fitzgerald. <laughs> Which is nuts. Yeah, that's what, wild. What company to keep? Why not, right? Yeah. yeah. There we go. I love it. You got it. Got a little Gord's Dink stats in there, too. Yeah, yeah. That one was for Andy. <laughs> Big baseball guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Player on the topes, baby. Yeah. All right. 
What do we got? You know it already, baby. So for those at home keeping track, oh my god, that was <laughs> that was uh, Lil Wayne featuring Drake. Songs called "Grindin'," shockingly. <laughs> uh, he said "grind" or "grindin'" or a variation of those words twelve times before another word was said. <laughs> oh my god, Wheezy baby. Oh man, Wheezy, Wheezy. Oh man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Where Teddy finds these things is fucking beyond me, man. Mm. It's, well, uh, it's good, but you know what we hitting? We hitting Gord's Grinder, baby. Yeah, let's do it. I love we this. We hitting Gord's Grinder. That yep. 12 grinders in a row, you mm-hmm. know what that is? That's a guy who's working on the job site, and he's grinding so much, he's got 12 batteries in a row. Oh. Just ready, just swapping out the DeWalt. Oh, yeah. Boom. Came prepared. Came prepared. Probably his 12th day in a row working, you know? <laughs> Yeah. You know? 20 fucking eight hour days. Yeah, exactly. You gotta. You gotta. And today, buddy, it's your boy. Oh, I love it. A guy that you know I got a bone with. Okay. Julio motherfucking Jones. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I... Uh-huh. This guy balled out last week for Seattle. 152 yards, 10 receptions, 12 targets. Kid was eaten. Yeah. Kid was eaten. Yeah. You know, big time, and and no, Taddy didn't hit didn't hit the end zone, and that's my gripe with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it has is. been for years. It has yep, been for it years. has been for years. Uh, considering the fact that Matt Schaub was slinging the rock to him, Whew. that's it makes it even more impressive. I know, absolutely, Man. give it to him. Good for him. Give it to him. Cool. Dewalt Player of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're jumping into the Fearless Forecast Tank Cast. Um, do you want to go? Sure. Get it over with, eh? Yeah, I'll get it over with. Let's remind the listeners you were sitting at a record of two and eight going into these predictions. Going in. Okay. Well, last week I uh, thought Golden Tate versus Detroit was going for 106 yards and one tutty. Did not. Uh, had not a bad day. Eight receptions, 85 yards, no tutty. Not going to call it a win. Okay. Aaron Jones versus KC. Um,. I thought he had, would have 123 on the ground and one rushing tutty yeah. and 29 receiving yards. He actually had 67 rush yards, 7 receptions, 159 yeah. receiving yards, yeah. and 2 receiving TDs. Yeah. So you know what? Take it. That's a win, baby! Yeah. Nice to get back into the W call. Oh, Out of B, Gordo. baby. So I'm sitting at 3 and 9. <laughs> <laughs> Enough time to turn it around. Oh, yeah. We always turn it around here, boys. All right. Last week, uh, for my tank, I picked Carson Wentz against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I, I struggled uh, with the final outcome, so, Gord, I'm going to need your help with this one. I thought he would have under 170 yards uh, passing, one touchdown, and two picks. Well, he had 172, two more than my prediction. 
And he did only have one touchdown, like I said, but he didn't throw any interceptions. Two out of three correct. So in the giving nature and my my friendly nature, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was I – and in the spirit of competition, really, I, I'll take this one as an L. I think he got it. Yeah, because he, he kept it clean. He didn't yeah. throw, throw any picks. Uh, so Huncho has spoken. Uh, it's a blemish on my uh, at one time Sterling record. And I say that because at tight end, I had a, a moment of stupidity or a moment of uh, <laughs> yeah, intense uh, bravery. But I said Travis Kelsey against the Packers uh, would have three catches uh, for under 50 yards and um, no scores. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. Uh, fucking blew it. Uh, he actually had four catches, which is only one more. But he went for 63 yards, including a beautiful 29-yard touchdown pass from Matt Moore, who I thought would screw him. Yeah. Uh, didn't, didn't happen. Uh, after such a promising start, my record takes a big hit. Uh, coming back down to earth a little bit. Uh, I guess the old saying, big tree fall hard, works. Uh, and Matty Tepid... It drops down a couple temperatures to uh, Maddie slightly chilled. Uh, my current tank cast record sits at a uh, decently above average record of seven and five. Maddie, Marty Bathwater. <laughs> Marty Bathwater. <laughs> but you know what, Gord? This week I'm fucking crushing it, and Feldman knows, I know, Matt stick together, my tank of the week at wide receiver, go big or go home, Mike Evans of the, against the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. You know it. I know it. Matt Feldman knows it. Are you serious? Yeah, I actually am. This is what I think is going to happen. He, um, yeah, okay, he's coming off a 200-yard game. <laughs> uh, and he's part of the hottest wide receiver tandem in, the, in football, despite having Jameis as his quarterback. But if history tells us anything about this player, it's that Evans is streaky. And I have a a little hunch that he's going to hit a lull this week against the Ocean Birds in Seattle. They've given up the 11th fewest fantasy points to uh, wide receivers this season. And we'll have that home crowd behind them. I think Evans will have four catches, uh, less than 50 yards, and no scores. So, you're telling me Julio Jones just went for... 150 against Seattle. Anomaly. <laughs> and Mike Evans plays him this week. Yeah. And you think he's going to have a bad week? Yeah. Well, I think uh, Seattle, Seattle, okay. Seattle, Seattle's at home. They're not playing in the Dome in Atlanta. Okay. You know what? Do you want a side bet? Side bet again? Yes. Yes, yes I'm down. Okay. I bet you Evans okay. will have over 100 yards. That's my bet. Okay, just uh, over a hundred, and I'm saying under fifty. Um, yeah. or do I have? Or yeah, I'll take under fifty. Okay, I'm confident in okay. my in my in my prediction. Okay, ten okay. bucks. Ten bucks. Add it. Add it to the. Uh, add it to the list. Yeah. Boom. All right. I'm so happy I picked this running back now because Mike Evans, as we all know, belongs to Gord now. And so does running back Sony Michelle in the Triple FL. Oh. And I think this week he's my tank at running back. The Ravens have only given up on average 71 r- rush yards this season. 
In fact, the only runner to have more than 65 against them this year was Nick Chubb. Add in the fact that Michelle is the second worst in the league in yards after getting contacted, and the fact that he's sharing the time and the backfield with Burkhead and White, uh, I think a stinker's coming. I predict he'll have under 35 on the ground, one catch. It won't make 10 yards, and no touchdowns. I asked you about him earlier well, this week. Well, the thing is, you said... Melvin Gordon or Sony Michelle, and I think they're both gonna have dud weeks. Yeah. So it's like pick your poison. It's uh, who who does your gut feel right? Like if if you're leaning one way or the other, I don't think you can go wrong. Man, we'll see. I know. All I right. I was tough. Well, you double tanked me this week. Double tank. Oh man, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Like I'm that. sorry, I'm sorry. It's just the way it worked out. You double tanked me. Well, it's tough when we're in so many leagues together, man. We got uh, our hands in a lot of player pools. I know, man. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Yeah. I think, uh, you know what? I got a great start in the Triple FL yeah. this week. So, I think, yeah. I'll, I think I'll do okay. All right. <sighs> oh, God. I, do I have to make a pick? <laughs> yes, please. Yes, I please. have to? Well, you're not going to get better at 3-9 and nine just sitting on the bench. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. My fearless, quote-unquote, forecast. We're jumping into it. Let's do it. I'm going quarterback Josh Allen versus Washington. Okay? Yeah. I think he's going to throw four, just over 300 yards. Two tutties through the air. Okay. I think he's going to go 60 on the ground, though. Wow. And, okay. And one on the ground. I think he's going to feast against Washington. Yeah, yeah I like I, I really think they're going to have the ball lots. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's going to have a, a good week. Yeah. I'd I, start him. I like that pick for sure. I definitely love that matchup if I'm a Josh Allen owner. Um, yeah. Washington sucks. <laughs> Washington, uh, yeah. They do suck. Yeah, um, and I think they're at home too, which makes it even better. Are they at home? I'd have uh, to check. I'll check right now. Who's your other uh, f- fearless? My other fearless? Yeah, they're home. Oh, I had to go tight end, right? Yeah. Are you this... figuring out right now? <laughs> no, I just couldn't read my writing. <laughs> this one, I'm a little bit more tepid to step into the ring. Mm, maybe but, even slightly chilled. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Buddy, I'm jumping into those baths <laughs> in like Scandinavia when they jump <laughs> into lakes and it's ice fucking cold. Oh yeah. That's me. A Turkish bath. Uh, They're nice. I went in one. <laughs> I thought Turkish baths have like the leaves and shit. Uh, no, it's like grottos and stuff like that. Okay. It, I, it wasn't even in Turkey though. It was in Australia. Anyways, oh. <laughs> carry on. How do we get to two, two hours? I have no idea. <laughs> Tight end. Mm. Guy that uh, people might have been targeting this week. Johnu Smith. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. 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 Johnu Smith. Tight end for the Tennessee Titans. Tannehill's throwing the ball. I like that better. Mm-hmm. Still no Delaney. They're playing Carolina. So which is why I was a little bit tepid. But I think he's going to have a good week. I think he's going to go for over 80 yards, and uh, he's taking one to the house. Yeah, and especially after that showing against the Niners. Obviously, the Niners are one of the premier teams in the league, but still mm-hmm. Carolina got worked. Yeah. Got spanked. I hate this segment. <laughs> well, let's get out of it. All right, let's get out of Let it. Let me tell you the buds of this past week. There were a few, um, uh, obvious ones and I tried to, I picked a couple obvious and a couple, uh, off the beaten trail. 
honorable mention at quarterback to Daniel Jones, who had four touchdowns against Detroit. My boy. And uh, 322 yards, but <sighs> this is unbelievable. Matt Schaub is the butt of the week against the Seattle Seahawks. What year is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. Robin, what year is it? Honestly, Matt Schaub, really? Really? Listen to this. He went 39 for 52. Wild. 52 pass attempts. <laughs> Jesus. Like, he, and he threw for 460 yards. It's crazy. That's insane. Could what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> He's only had one touchdown. 460 yards, one touchdown. That's Wild. crazy. You wow. can't deny him, though, from being the bud uh, QB of the week. He stuck it out. He got fantasy owners 25 points. I don't think anybody was starting him or using him, but no. he it, they're out there. At wide receiver, Cooper. Little, oh. little baby Cooper Cup. I love him. Oh, man. yeah. Against the Bengals. Seven catches for Cooper two, Cup show. 220 yards. Wild. Just insane. Uh, Adding the fact that he took one of those catches to the house. And it all equaled out for uh, adoring fantasy owners across the nations uh, to a whopping 32 points. Cup put on a show for the London crowd and has really solidified himself out of those three as the number one guy, at least in Jared Goff's eyes, when it comes to his receivers. I saw the Rams play in London. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. At running back, I had to pick my guy. My only guy that showed up last week in the 40 league, Tevin Coleman against Mm. the Carolina Panthers. Had his biggest game of the season with three touchdowns on the ground and another one through the air on his way to gifting fantasy owners 39 points. Wild. Standard scoring. Yeah. In fact, he was the uh, highest scoring offensive fantasy player out of any position all last week. And at tight end, Ryan Griffin against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Remember last week when Feldman wrote in in text and answer and asking if uh, he should hold on to Chris Herndon at tight end, given his suspension and injuries? And remember when I confidently said, yes, hold on to him and you won't regret it? Well, fantasy football, you fickle bitch. Thank you for proving me wrong again. Oh, that oh. fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I blew it. Oh, that's okay. But there you go. You have, uh, silly me, a thing called a Ryan Griffin uh, plays for the New York Jets. Yeah, man, he does. And he caught all four of his targets for 66 yards and two touchdowns. He also tossed in a two-point conversion just to rub it in. 20 fantasy points. Give it to him. And those are the buds of the week. Buds of the week. Mm-hmm. All right, let's hit the duds. Mm-hmm. QB. <laughs> this one's for Sue. Jacoby Brisket. <laughs> <laughs> Jacoby Brisket. LOL in my notes. Versus Denver. Uh, you know what? Didn't have that. They won. They won. So it's tough. But fantasy-wise, didn't have a great game. Yeah. Right? That's the thing. Real football, fantasy football, it's always a little bit different. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. Uh, 202 pass yards, 6 rush attempts, 34 rush yards, 1 fumble. Um, but like I said, did get the W for the team, which is great. Uh, 9.48 points. Yeah. But not great if you're starting them. Right? Wide receiver, <laughs> pod favorite, the original No Frills, No Namer, MVS. <laughs> Yeah. 
Marquez Valdez Scantling. <laughs> Two targets, one reception, four yards, point four points. Mm. Um, it, it, against a very burnable secondary, you know, like guys put up receiving yards against Kansas City, and yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe it wasn't in the game plan that day. The Aaron Jones show is what it came down it, to. It did him and Jamal Williams. Uh, that Jamal, that one throw that Rogers made, oh, it's wild! Like falling backwards yeah, off he's his like back at a 90. foot. Yeah, forty-five. Yeah, he's just like throwing it out of bounds, and then boom, Williams just yeah. scrapes it. Uh, running back dud guy that we talked about a little bit uh, earlier on the pod, Le'Veon Bell, uh, mm-hmm. not using him, and he was playing Jacksonville. Uh, eight rush attempts, twenty-three yards, five targets, three receptions, twelve yards through the air, three and a half points. Yeah, overall disappointment yeah. all season long. Huge. <laughs> Might find himself on the back of a milk cart. Who knows. <laughs> Uh, tight end, Gerald Everett. Um, Harold? Harold Everett. <laughs> I have him in one of my leagues. It sucked. Uh, three targets, two receptions, 15 yards for Cincy. Uh, only one and a half points. It was the Cooper Cup show, right? So, I mean, ah, you know, somebody's got to get the ball, and it wasn't Gerald. Yeah, that's for <laughs> sure. So, hopefully he bounces back this week, too. Those are the duds of the week. You <laughs> okay. Oh man! Well, let's do a quick rip through this. I know we're at two hours, and oh uh, yeah, we were trying to keep it short. But yeah, yeah, it's, good. it's tricky. It's it's tricky when you got a guest. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and truthfully, we only took out two two segments, <laughs> yeah. and one of them was because we were forced to. Anywho, uh, in the end, do you want which league do you want? I don't. I don't really. Don't matter to me, bud. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll rip through the uh, N40L, I guess. Okay. Um, number nine, Nigel. I can't remember what his name was last week. Uh, Speedo Shrinkage. Oh, okay. Right, because uh, he played Stu? Was it against... No, he played oh, the no. Strathcona Corona. Yeah, yeah. And in that matchup, he, he changed it to the How Dare Yous. Oh, right. Yeah, and Andrew, in turn, changed his name to... Fuck you, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly, they both had Greta as their uh, logo. And Nigel still does. <laughs> How oh. dare you? Uh, okay, so whatever. Nigel, white tight ends win, plays uh, Strathcoe and Coronas. Beat him 128-115. Nigel's in ninth. Coronas in third. Cowtown Killers, our boy Feldy. Uh, 139 uh, over the Valley View Vices, 122. Feldy sits in 10th, uh, Johnny's in 2nd. Downtown Degenerates, they beat Careless Whisper. Uh, 104 to 76, pretty handily. 11th and 12th, bottom of the barrel, nobody cares. Uh, Beverly Blazers lost to the Sweatpant Boners, 109 to 93. Uh, the Blazers sit in 6th, Boners sit in 4th. Yeah. Cat Dude uh, took down the Linwood Butt Pirates, probably from behind. Uh, 113 <laughs> to 90, uh, Cat Dude sits in first, Butt Pirates in eighth, um, I beat the Scoundrels, uh, 155 to 96, uh, moved up to fifth, and the Scoundrels down to seventh. Yeah, 155 really, really flopped it out there this week. Flopped it out there. You're getting run into a buzzsaw when you play me. <laughs> I now have, uh, the most points in the league. All right. Just saying. Yeah, that's all good. Uh, a little tidbit that you like to share in the uh, that you shared with me. Do you want to share it on the pod about our our uh, quote unquote bad division? 
Oh, yeah. We have three playoff teams in it right now. Currently. Only Division Two. Yeah, but that being said, I'm I've snuck in the last spot at four and four, but uh, we got a guy in ninth place at four and four. It's only the amount of uh, points points, points I have so far, and really when it comes down to it, it's it's a divisional, divisional record, record, right? Um, so it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> sitting in first is Cat Dude, yeah, at six and two. He's the only one at six and two. Mm-hmm. Few guys at five and three, four and four mainly. Uh, three and five is the next worst, and then uh, our, our boy John one and seven. Rockpile sitting one and seven. Stop! I could have dropped my croissant. <laughs> All right. Oh man! Uh, jumping over to the Flyers, the Triple FL. Uh, last week was a, was a good one for a few teams and we, we got to talk about the biggest upset of the week last week. Uh, the dribble bros, it's almost like they found a new spirit to help them with their lineup, <laughs> uh, pulled off a big upset, uh, as they knocked off uh fourth and 20, 108 to 86. Uh, the NSRS Gord's river snakes. Uh, got a big win, uh, one fourteen to ninety two against his little uh, yeah. downtown Z boys. Uh, the Old Town Tokes had a big week uh, as I beat uh, the Summerside Swans, one thirty eight to one fourteen. Trouser Snakes uh, helped themselves out with a one ten to fifty eight uh, trouncing of Nine Rivers and counting. Uh, the Meat Beaters. F- Got back in the win column uh, with a massive week, 165 to 121 over the Banyas. And uh, Johnny Schmiller's team just keeps rolling, 109 over his little, uh, the Grosvenor Gluttons, who only put up uh, 71. Currently in that league, uh, Johnny is running away with it in terms of uh, record at 7-1. In second sits uh, Gord at 5-3. Kess at 5-3 as well. And then a smatter, uh, Trouser Snakes 5-3, and three, and then a few guys 4-4, four 3-5, and, four, three and five, and uh, the Dribble Bros, as we said, got their 2-6, six. Six, second win of the season. Uh, much needed, that's Ooh. for sure. Okay. Well. Normally at this point, we would be talking about uh, the letter. The yeah. seventh letter. And, My and, favorite yeah, part. <laughs> coincidentally enough, the seventh letter was written to Feldy. Uh, our guest this week. Everything was coming into line. The yeah. Stars were aligned. Yeah, yeah. Right? It actually worked out. Blind sheer luck. Uh, anywho. Um, unfortunately, though, uh, Feldman or his wife, he it's unclear at this point. Uh, somewhere along the line, uh, the letter got thrown away. <laughs> uh, it's probably somewhere at the bottom of Rideau Canal. Um <laughs> So who knows? Maybe it was Feldy's wife. Maybe it was Feldy. But really, like probably not a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we get we know the gist of it, right? But uh, it begs the question: where Where's the love? Yeah. Why you gotta play us that way? Where's the respect for the overdue work that Andy put into that letter? How dare you! Anywho, you know what? Megan opened ours to mine to Andy. I haven't read it yet. But uh, she's like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. So what are we hitting? Story time? Yeah. Last last part of the, uh, of the pod. No rant. Touch long. Thanks for sticking with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Well, 
I think um, I I did have another story in line. Should Are you gonna stick it? with the original one? I think the, the the one you were talking you're thinking about switching was the karaoke, but but there was the original one that includes the uh, yeah the gold the gold afterwards you exactly. Know? So okay, well we'll go uh, we'll go story time. I can't have any music. Right? Oh, I, I can pull it up. Yeah, pull up the yeah, music. But all right, this one's pretty good. The boys uh, going a little boys trip to New York and Boston. Going a little sports trip, eh? And uh, we plan it out. Thursday, we're going to see uh, New England uh, home opener Thursday nighter. Okay. Can't even really remember who they played. I think they played the Eagles. But nonetheless, uh, Friday, we were going uh, Red Sox-Yankees at Fenway. Okay. Crazy, right? Saturday, we drove to New York and uh, went to the Alt-J concert. Oh, nice. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. It was actually pretty good. Man, yeah. I, I dig Alt-J a lot. And uh, the day after, we went to um, Giants Denver Manning Bowl. Oh, nice. For two home openers. Yeah, it was pretty good. So That's a really well-planned and thought-out trip. I know. Kellen from Calgary, who you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planned the whole thing. Beauty. We, he was like our little travel agent. But, uh, so we were, uh, tailgating at the New York game, or the New England game. Okay. Sorry. And it was pretty cool. It was like an hour out of town, so we had to take a bus. So we're boozing hard on the bus, and we're getting, we're getting after it. And, uh, we finally get to the tailgate, and we have to pay these guys 40 bucks. We pay them 40 bucks, and we can eat and drink everything that they have okay decent so we're like we're all standing around we're eating fucking drumsticks we're fucking boozing we're drinking with these guys and like they knew we were cool like we're canadians we're not from there like you know we're just whatever getting after it and uh they're making a huge pot of new england clam chowder okay and uh this guy he starts fucking yelling at us he's like hey Hey, you fucking Canadians, get over here and get some fucking chowder. <laughs> and we're like, oh man, like, stop, like, stop yelling at us. Hey, what the hell is this? It's a bowl of chowder, sir. Wait a minute, come here. What did you call it? Say it loud enough so everyone can hear. Come on, say it. <clears throat> chowder. <laughs> chowder. Chowder. It's chowder. Say it right. Shaldell. <laughs> Come back here. I'm not through demeaning you. Well, therefore, you certainly would never lose your temper over something as trivial as the pronunciation of chowder. That's chowder. Chowder. I'll kill you. I'll kill all you. Especially those of you in the jury. <laughs> oh, fuck. That Simpsons, man. Oh, man. It's so good. Worked it in. Love it. So, we fucking eat the chowder. Yeah. Right? And it was it was pretty fucking damn good chowder. Nice. But, anyway, game goes on, okay? So, this game, I'm going to tell you the, the quick story of the whole yeah. night, all right? Game starts, we're fucking piled, <laughs> right? And it's pouring fucking rain in New England right now. So... We have to go, like, I go up to the concession, I, like, saran wrap my phone. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, shit wasn't water resistant back right, then. Right, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so whatever, like, 
the boys kind of get separated, and I'm with my buddy Ryan, and uh, we're leaving the game, and I was smoking in the stands, <laughs> like, oh man, it was bad, like, people are telling me to fucking stop, whatever, so we're trying to leave the game, and we had to take a bus there, like I said, it was about an hour, right? And we couldn't figure out which bus was ours because there was just fucking lines and lines and lines of them. But our bus had, like, a girl, like, vinyl wrapped down the whole (laughs) side of it, okay? Like, a girl in a bikini or something like that, which is kind of weird, right? (laughs) But whatever. So we finally finally find the bus. We had a cooler stashed in the compartment underneath <laughs> the bus so we grab beers like fucking monkeys grabbing oranges man. and we're getting on the bus and it's really fucking dark and i i look down on my seat and there's a pair of sunglasses so i like hold up this pair of like thin framed aviator ray-bans in my hand and i say hey guys whose sunglasses are these nobody says anything so i crush them in my hand <laughs> like a like a fucking pencil. Oh, like, so I just break them. And then, whatever. So we're taking the bus ride home. People are fucking trying to ask me and Ryan if we have beers. We're, like, sheltering them for people because <laughs> we fucking needed them. And then the next day, we go and we're like, hey, well, we're in Boston. Like, we should go check out Harvard, mm-hmm. right? So we, like, take the metro bus down to Harvard. And we're like, oh, Okay, sweet. So we found a bar and we're all sitting at the bar. Yeah. And I looked at my friend Taylor from Bonnie Dune and I said, man, because our, our, his other friend on the trip was like, fuck, I can't find my sunglasses. <laughs> so I was like, <gasps> I was like, hey, I was like, man, like, I think I crushed Greg's sunglasses last night. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Crushed Greg's sunglasses. I was like, man, I grabbed a pair of sunglasses off the seat of the bus. I held them up in the air and I crushed them. And then, so after that, I had to admit guilt to Greg because it was weighing on my conscience, man. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. Yeah. You got to clean that slate for sure. I still never bought him another pair though. (laughs) He was an engineer, man. He was rich. He could afford another pair. Yeah, exactly. But, oh well, I hope the boys enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was an all-timer. That was good. They're very good. Cool. Well, we've been on long enough. It's time to say... We're out of here. Bon voyage. Bon voyage. Episode 25. Thanks for listening, boys. Sit through it. See you next week.